Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, and Lee. No more F1 till March. How well, will we cope. Technically not true. Well, all right, there's testing. Yes. And then there's car launches. Car launches. Pre-season tests. The pre-season testing is good. Do we get times from the tyre testing in I Abu Dhabi? I think, I think we'll post them at the end of the day. Testing's right. a little bit like Formula One's version of softcore porn. It's kind of what you want. What, you get, to, you get to see it for five minutes at midnight and then that's it? And pretty much. You only get you only get fifteen minutes a night on Sky, don't you? But uh, it's it's kind of what you need, but it's not what you need to get you all the way there. No, there's no racing, should we say, until mm. until March. At least it's an earlier start to the season next year. It's by a week, week, isn't it? Yeah, it's still a week. Yeah, yeah. We, the next that's, that's a long time in politics. To be isn't... fair, the, the the off season seems so short now. Yeah, isn't yeah. it a week earlier and then the season finishes a week later? Uh, yeah, that's this about right. Cause, yeah, because I mean, next season's going to finish in December. Mm. Yeah, which I think is the first time ever. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, first time mm. it's ever finished in December. The season used to finish in October. Yeah, I remember when the season finished in, in October. Probably finished before then in years gone by as well yeah but we've had a race that's just finished we have the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix just over 24 the 10th hours running of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix fucking crazy balls how, isn't it how mental is that the 10th yeah. Abu Dhabi we're Grand Prix we're going to be dead next week <gasps> why <laughs> and if you're if aware next week you shouldn't make any plans for tomorrow it's <laughs> 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 band practice tomorrow sorry man. mate we've got a new guitar sorry, look, Fucking time waits for no man. <laughs> this is true. You've had a good run. Other herbs are available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tumbleweed going in roundabout there then. Isn't this what we're spending our extra money on for yeah. 2019? What, tumbleweed? Yes. Yes. Um, and crickets. Don't forget the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so what did we think to the race yesterday? It was okay. all right. Yeah, yeah, it was all right yeah. as far as Abu Dhabi Grand Prix go. Considering uh, Abu, Abu Dhabi can be a bit of a snooze fest sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there was plenty of overtaking going on. There was upside down cars with fire. Upside yeah. down, that was very early on. Mm. Um, oh, it doesn't count then. Yeah, there were safety cars. There were, you know... Virtual safety cars. Different strategies as well, which played out late on into the race, which, which was... It was interesting to watch unfold even though you kind of had a good idea mm. how it was going to unfold. Yeah. And and cars blowing up, because last mm. race of the season, obviously everybody's given it a bit extra. Yeah, the and car- rain. Well, y- yeah, a little bit of rain. It ra- it rained, you could see the rain on the camera, it's just that it was evaporating as um, soon as it hit the track. I think we'd be, while we're at this point of the conversation, I think we'd be amiss not to talk about the upside down incident. Halo, you mean? Yeah, with the flames. Because I, I I spoke to um, someone on Twitter about it, and I took my usual pro Halo stance. Yeah. And then afterwards, I kind of thought about it for a little bit longer, and I thought, well, they did they did take a while to get that car sorted out to get him out of the car. No, it well, they were there in. There was one of the marshals on Twitter. They yep. were there in twenty five seconds. Yep. It took a while to turn the car the right way up. Mm-hmm. That's because they do the medical checks and yeah, see yeah. if turning the car over will cause but more damage. The only only thing I worried about there, and this is, again, I'm not saying we should all of a sudden rip the halo off, but what I did think was it was fine because there was a small fire that was easily extinguished. I don't know how they could, how they deal with this 
if if there was a freak situation and the fuel cell had actually cracked. Do you know what I mean? If you had like a proper fire situation with the car, yeah. all of a sudden you've got fire mar- uh, you've got sorry, you've got marshals which don't seem to have a lot of fire protection on themselves trying to turn over an on fire Formula One car with a driver in it that can't get out. They said they did have a plan for a much quicker extraction if it was needed. Mm -hmm. Obviously, more risky for Hulkenberg, but... Yeah, risky, but that's that's fine in theory. But then part of that would be Marshall's turning over a car that might have been ablaze. Yeah, but don't forget the um, fire extinguisher on board system. Yeah. Is set up so that it's actually capable of handling that's great. a cracked fuel cell. That's that, great, that would have, that we would have can't rely in. on technology all the time <clears throat> to do no. things like that. That would have kicked in, but more more fire extinguishers were available. They put the, they put the small fire mm. out on the back of the car. Um, Hulkenberg didn't get out because he was told to stay in. Oh, yeah, no, no. Until, we, until the car had been righted. he couldn't get out. He said he couldn't get out. He said, I'm hanging like a cow. I can't get out. But that wasn't that wasn't down to the halo. That was down to the angle that he come up against the barriers at. No, it was the halo. He couldn't get out underneath the halo. He couldn't. Uh, now Char- Charlie Whiting said something. That's bullshit. Something different because Charlie yeah. Charlie has said that uh, it didn't impede. No, get, all you need to it do didn't is look impede at pic- him. If you look at a picture of that, the halo is basically about two inches away from the ground. Like it's, you just couldn't physically fit a human being out of the car because it's not just a case of. Because think about it, he releases his seatbelts. Even if there's a gap there, he's then all of a sudden a mess that's just going to fucking drop onto the floor. Then he's got to try and wiggle away, you know, to get himself enough purchase to drag himself out of the car. It's definitely something that needs looked at. The more, the more I've thought about it, every accident they should be looking at, and I'm sure they, sure they will be, and saying, right, what extra could have gone wrong here that would have turned this into a tragedy? Mm. And like you say. If the fuel cell had cracked, yeah. I, I, I hope that the FIA will be looking at that as a real possibility and saying, "What can we do? Do we need marshals in fire yeah, suits?" Because I mean, it's 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 improbable. And what you've got to, I know there's onboard like fire systems and stuff like that, but in the same way as, remember how long it took them to get the tethers in order? Remember when they first started yeah. putting tire tire tethers on? No, it, took, it took about three years before wheels stopped fucking falling, off. flying off. Yeah. So even the fire systems that are in there have never really been tested. Do you know what I mean? We haven't had like a, a cracked fuel cell in a car ablaze for a... Well, I can't think of the last time that a car was actually on fire fire. The last one I can think of, which was anywhere near bad, was Kovalainen in his Lotus. Remember when he went, he got the fire extinguisher and put it out on the start finish straight? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, it just... Yeah, I, 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 I only. Want I think to... that that was really down to the marshals not knowing what they were doing. Mm. But I just want, I, I just wanted to bring it up because I, I'm like, I did take the whole. Oh well, it's it's something that's got to be that that's got to be done. But then I thought, well, actually, you know, it's, um, it is something that needs that needs fucking addressed, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the pro- the problem is that they've got to have the high sides around the cockpit. Yeah, for head protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the halo adds to that. This would be worse with a canopy <clears throat> as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the pr- the problem is, it's what it was one of those freak accidents that I don't know if it's possible to replicate or model. It might be not possible to replicate it, but it's foreseeable now. Yeah, it's yeah, happened yeah. so 
it can happen well, again. Well, uh, the, the, the thing to remember is the accident wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad accident. It was, right, it was pretty low speed. Uh, we've seen sort of similar accidents there before. Maybe not like cars going over, but it's obviously very possible for it to happen. Um, I think you're going to see more cars going uh, upside down if they go with the um, like car designs that they're looking at. You know, with, if they're looking at making cars sleeker and with lower front ends and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I think the obvious, really simple answer is a higher roll hoop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got a higher roll hoop, then there's going to be more gap between the halo and the ground. Mm-hmm. I wonder how feasible it would be for every... I mean, this this would fuck... In fact, it'd probably be, it'd probably be good for racing because it would mean the floors couldn't be fucked with as much as uh, as much as they are. Um, if there was a way of having a like emergency hatch in the bottom of a car as well for extracting, you know, like you'd extract the whole seat out of the car, you know, from the underneath. Yeah. Do you remember when Anthony Davidson had his really bad accident? Was that Le Mans, or was it? Uh, it was an endurance. Yeah, race, yeah, twenty four hours. Yeah, was it Le Mans where he flipped yeah. upside down and he was upside down basically again in a gravel trap, wasn't he? Pretty much. He no, was, he, he was he was the right way up. It took them ages to get him out of the car. No, he he got himself out. He he got himself out of the car and lay on the side of it. <clears throat> I, the only reason I know that is because because it, it was a big barrel roll. It was a big yeah, crash. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I know that was that his doctors told him. Uh, and he said it was a really weird thing because you, uh, you're constantly instructed, like, you know, if you're in a crash, you wait for the medical people. He said, but I just knew I needed to get out of, uh, of the car. And his doctor said that if he'd stayed in the seated position in the car, he wouldn't have walked again. And he said that's, he, he just knew he needed to get out and lie down. And yeah. that's why he dragged himself out of the car and lay flat. flat on the side of the car. Yeah, I knew there was something with it. Yeah. I thought it was that it took him ages to get him away from the car. But I think they, they took a while to get to him. I think that was it, that he, yeah. he was on his own for a bit. In a dangerous situation, mm. well, you don't want to be lying down on on, mm. on or near a racetrack. No, you know? um, I, t- I tell you what, I do think that f- it seems... There's, obvi- there's the obvious circuits like Monaco and Silverstone spring to mind where marshals really know what they're doing. But you see a lot of these uh, circuits nowadays where marshals seem to be really fucking useless. There's a lot of running around like headless chicken and a lot of people just stood looking at something. Well, most of the senior sector marshals this weekend, they uh, they brought in from Silverstone. Yeah. Well, the, and Brands Hatch. Yeah. yeah. They, the, 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 um, a lot of the newer circuits mm-hmm. and circuits where there aren't as many events on. Yeah. They're bringing in marshals that are experienced mm. from circuits to run uh, to run teams but there does seem to be a lack of basic training on the marshals that are on this on the track yeah you know when you see yeah. cars getting moved around and people keep people out i mean the there was people try uh, one of the marshals if you noticed on um i can't remember whose crash it was now i can't remember who was out it might have been a Toro Rosso. It was Gasly. I know the one you mean. He couldn't actually get it through the gap because there was a marshal stood in the way. No, there was another one where the car where the uh, the car went car went out. The driver was out of the thing, and the marshal was trying to put his steering wheel on upside down, and he ended up he got going like grabbing the steering wheel off the guys like, "What are you doing?" Because it's the it's the driver's responsibility to put the steering wheel back on. Um, it's just stupid. I know that's it's not an important thing. But it seems like a stupid thing for somebody to do. I mean, even I would fucking know if uh, if I if, if lo and behold somebody gave me the fucking responsibility of looking after anything, 
that isn't a child. I didn't, you know, there <laughs> we are. But, um, like, where is he at the moment? Where have you left him? He's in Abu Dhabi. He was on turn five yesterday. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I would know that. Yeah, I, I think there just seems to be something really, really weird with some of the marshalling that goes on around tracks. I think it it could be one of those things where it's really easy to know it while you're sat at home watching oh, on possibly. telly. Yeah, absolutely. It might absolutely. be different when a car yeah. parks next to you. Yeah, but in the, that goes back to my thing where it seems like there's a lack of basic training yeah. given to these people. Because I, I, in the same way, I always wondered to myself, you know when you get your safety... Um, Safety announcements on planes. Yeah, the uh, and everyone's all, all very serious. All the staffs staffs very serious. I'd love to know what would happen in the event of an actual emergency because I've I've always thought looking at some flight attendants, they're going to be the first one crying in a ball on the floor. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen cell phone footage from plane crashes. They are pretty much on it. <laughs> I've, I've only ever been on one flight where. Uh, where the flight attendant looked panicked. Mm. That was a really bumpy entrance into uh, Belfast. Ooh. And there was, I think it was 60 mile an hour winds. It was just just on the, it was a really small plane as mm. well. And we shouldn't have been flying. And the captain came over the speaker and apologised. This, this is going to be a, a bumpy final approach. Please make sure you're well fastened in. Yeah. The, this wasn't the one that bankrupted a local air, air company, was it? No, it wasn't. And um, the plane was going all over the place that much. Pilot was trying to hold it in a straight line. It was up, down, left, right, you name it. Every, everything bar upside a and down. start. I was just going to say, yeah. it, was, it was a Sonic the Hedgehog cheat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> B-A start. It, the, the pilot was flying it by the Konami code. <laughs> and uh, I looked at the back where the flight attendant was sacked. It was only like a 27-seat plane. And she was white as a sheet, gripping both arms. You can see what proper white knuckles. That's when I started to get worried. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's all about keeping cool heads, isn't it? I don't think anybody really panicked as such. It was just that the, the car was upside down. They, yeah. And they just, you have to make a quick assessment, don't you? Well, car's upside down. We need to write it. Oh, no, wait, it's on fire. We need to put out the fire, right? Put out the fire. Is the driver okay? Mm. Can we turn the car over? They have to go through, all, obviously, go through all the procedures. Yeah. It looks like to us when we're watching it, what are you doing? Why are you taking so long? Mm. But they have to follow a, a, a certain procedure, obviously, to to make sure. Well, we can't we can't touch the car. We can't touch the driver until the medic man gets here yeah. because the car's upside uh, down. But I'm or, sure they will be doing an incident view. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was there was also a problem that Hulkenberg actually said um, he couldn't neutralize the battery because he was upside down. So we'd got disorientated, so we couldn't find the right button on the steering wheel. So it wasn't safe to touch the car until he'd hit the um, hit the neutral. Because of course you get the green curse button. Don't yeah, you, Ooh, the old... that'd be an interesting thing if he'd been knocked out. Yeah, if you, you know, if, he, if he was unconscious or messed up a bit, you know, and they like, can't touch yeah. the car because it's not safe. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is. They do have their gloves, don't they? Yeah, there is, there is a neutralised button on the mm. outside of the car because you see the it's um, the E in the red circle. Yeah, 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 the E or the N. And um, I thought the N was the gears. Oh, it I, might I always thought E was electrics and oh, it N might, was it might be gear. actually would make sense. Yeah, it would. <laughs> so the can the can do it from the outside, but they were waiting for him to do it, and it took yeah. it took him a few extra seconds Kill longer switch, to, mm, yeah. to actually find the button to disengage the uh, disengage the ERS system. Yeah, I mean, this is this was one of the worries of the drivers as well, wasn't it? That that's something that should be pointed out when the halos first came in that. 
like the drivers that were against the Halo were against the Halo because they were like, well, what happens if we need to get out in a hurry? You know, that yeah. was has yeah. been mentioned mm. by... And they pointed at Alonso's accident at, when was it, 2015 in Australia? Mm. 2016? See, I think he'd have got out of that with the Halo one because the car was on its side like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm oh, not okay. sure there would have been a Halo there in, in well, Alonso's no, accident. True, yeah. There wasn't much of the car left. But yeah. the, uh, like, Hulkenberg was upside down. I think that's yeah. the difference. Yeah, I think the... the um, yeah, it was like a freak accident, wasn't it? But now we've had another one, like three, nearly four years mm. later. Well, you just have to look at uh, Button and Verline in Monaco. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because Verline ended up leaning the against the wall, the car on mm. its side, up against a wall, mm. and he he couldn't actually get out even when there wasn't a halo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I I realise that can happen. Yeah, but um, obviously having some sort of cage around the car as well, it's not it's not fucking ideal in certain situations. No. Mm. Oh, I like the idea of what you said before. They're like extricating the whole, mm. the whole sort of like cockpit. You wouldn't want that to go wrong. Next thing is you're fucking Barney rubbling it down the road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that'd be the only issue with it. If the uh, if the release mechanism on the floor went, and just you just hear screaming on the radio, and then two red lines <laughs> coming from behind the car. <laughs> <laughs> and doing something like that is going to weaken the floor of the car. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a tricky one, but. There are people out there that know a hell of a lot more about the way that the sim- safety proced- procedures the are designed than we do. Do you know what? Looking at the way Formula One gets run sometimes, I'm not so sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> Law of averages says there's got to be one, <laughs> surely. So, another win, for, another win for Hamilton after he's taken a world title. Two wins in a season now, he's done that. Yeah. And he poles. deserved this one. I tell you that the reason he switched off in his uh, the championships he'd won before is because he was thinking championship at a time and he's got a completely different goal now, which involves multiple world champions. And all of the wins. And all of the wins. He wants he wants to finish his career with over 100 poles. He wants to beat Schumacher's win record and he wants to beat Schumacher's championship record. All I, I also think possible. maybe he was a bit more worn out after previous championships. This one looks easier for him than... Um, the vegan yoga loving Hamilton. I, I think on paper, when you actually look at it, it, it. I think I think it's been easier for him because he's made it easier. Not uh, because, oh, absolutely, you know, yeah. Mentally, he's been a stronger person. I think. Yeah, and I think that's why he's winning the races at the end of the year because maybe some sort of succubus, and that, <laughs> that's why Bottas is so weak now. <laughs> <laughs> I feast on teammates. <laughs> Why do you think Nico retired? Give myself five Lee points for putting bringing the word succubus into a Formula One podcast. Well done. Well done. <laughs> That's got to be a first. Mm. Now, for the rest of the race, we could start at the back and work forwards if you want. You'll um, notice I've done it in reverse championship order. Yes, you have. Um, He's a clever boy. <laughs> Throw me completely, and I haven't got my glasses with me, and it's very ambient lighting in here, so I'm blind as a bat just without a sophisticated sonar system. I think it starts with Williams. It does. Oh, I can see it now. Thank you for turning the light on. I was trying to make it all sexy in that. You can turn the light off now. I can see what I'm doing. You can turn it back to... back to. Can I? Yeah, you can turn it back to dim. Yeah, it's got two settings, normal person and drummer. <laughs> <laughs> can, yeah, now you can read all of a sudden, the rest of it. I just needed my eyes to be able to focus. Ah. I've got... Crap eye muscles. 
The podcast. That's gym. the worst excuse I've ever heard. We'll have to build you an eye gym. <laughs> I'll take care of this. Uh, have you heard of eye steroids? <laughs> Apple make them. It's really fine. <laughs> I'll say iGym does sound like an intelligent sort I'm, of... I'm giving you a hard stare. I'm already taking them. Yeah. Your favourite is clearly the rowing machine. Have you, have you tried weights? So Williams then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they finished both cars yep, across they, the line. They got both cars over the line, which is good. Yeah, but they've done that a lot, especially in the latter half of the season. Um yeah, the cars imp- the cars it now improved to the point where it can stay on the circuit and it can take corners in third gear mm. and finish on the same lap as some of the rest of the pack. Yeah, the not being the two or three laps down that there were before. So that's an improvement. I mean, we're going to do a season review show later later on in the year. Yeah, as we always do. But I think this weekend was just a case of the contractually obligated. We've got to do this race. Let's just get it out of the way and let's get finished. I think so. I mean, Probably not the way that Sorokin wanted to end his Formula One career for now by finishing last. 15th out of 15. I think, I think that's how Williams have been going about the last, what, eight, nine races, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, as I said on a comment on Facebook, um, the um, don't forget Williams gave up on this car as soon as they decided that it, was, it wasn't going to be competitive. Well, Ted Kravitz like, was throwing some right gems out in his um, uh, notebook thing. And he, he was saying that Williams still don't know what the aero store was about. They don't know what the problem was on their aero. They stabilised it, though, didn't they? Because we had Scarbs actually on this show saying that they stay, managed to stabilise it a little. Mm. No, but they, they, didn't know, he didn't, they didn't know what the aero problem was on the car. Mm. So anything they threw at the car to try and give the car more performance, it just didn't do anything. Yeah, because you don't want your car randomly aerodynamically stalling halfway around a lap. <laughs> or three quarters of the way around a lap. <laughs> Or not doing it at all for 18 laps, and then all of a sudden, no aero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, the weight's shifted. One of the drivers has taken his tear off off, right? That's the whole balance screwed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, this race just sums up Williams' season pretty much. Tough. Yeah. 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 It wasn't a bad finish in the end for Stroll, was it? 13th. Out of the 15 finishes. There was only Van Dorn and Sorokin mm. behind him. Yeah, but he's still, he's still finishing ahead of... You know, a McLaren. You know, it, it's uh, it, it was a decent stroll race. Do you know what I mean? With what he's got, I think it was a decent Grand Prix for him. Decent or just managed well, to finish? I think he got the most out of what he had underneath him. They could have been doing that all season. Yeah. The thing is, we just we we won't know until we well we we will never know, but. Until we see next year's Williams, we we just mm. you know it's well, I think almost impossible to tell. At least there's a decent benchmark in a pretty talented British guy in Williams this year. So at least at least there's we we at least there's a known quantity in there, not in Formula One, but as a racing driver, you know, someone that's got there. He's got there on merit, not because of the money that's put behind him. Just like Van Dorn did. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I've thought this about him and uh, and Lando Norris. But one thing I would say about Van Dorn is, before he came to Formula One, uh, don't forget I was the one that kept bringing up Super Formula and saying he's not fucking ripping yeah. Super Formula apart. True. Toro Rosso, next up, uh, Gasly 
retired with an oil leak, mm-hmm. which was getting in Max Verstappen's face. Yeah. And he'd run out of tear-offs, mm. so he couldn't see. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, how long did it take Gasly to actually retire the car? Apparently yeah. his engineer was only telling him, telling him about blue flags and not mentioning the fact that his car was about to explode. Bloody hell. I mean, there's, there's oil smoke pouring out the back of the car. He's losing losing speed and performance intermittently. car is about to yeah, lap, yeah. and it's just like, excuse me, mate, you're about to go bang there. But then he tried to unlap himself as well. Yeah, by fighting. Yeah, yeah it, was, and... it was fighting with Verstappen, who probably thought, not again. Yeah. <laughs> we may need to box the car, and then all of a sudden it was, oh, no, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was he was doing okay up to that point, I think. Yeah. Um... Let's be honest. The only time you're going to do stop, 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 stop in a in a final race of the year situation is on safety grounds. Yeah, isn't it? Engines actually about to explode. Something's yeah. about to explode or fall off. Yeah. But I think up up to that point he was uh, he was doing all right. Um, I can't remember what position he was in when he retired. I think he was just outside the point. I think he was. I think he was. He was fighting in the in the Ericsson Alonso. I mean, everybody say, else. We, we did. We did say there was only fifteen finishes. So. Yeah, quite a lot of cars did, did retire. He, he, he yeah. can only have been 15th. Well, no, uh, it'd have been 16th, up down to 16th at the time. Yeah. Because when he retired, he made it 15. Yeah, yeah, so... Maths. He, uh, oh, that catchphrase really isn't ever going to take off, is no. it? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'd still be fucking worried if I was Red Bull. About Honda? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Because it, what, it's obviously better than it was in McLaren. We can see it's yep. better. But when it was, it was this better at the beginning of the year, I don't think there's been any progression from Toro Rosso. They've had a couple of good races where power hasn't been an issue and maybe they, they've looked into their chassis suit in that circuit as well. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see any development consider, considering... They went into this year to develop the engine for next year for Red Bull. You'd you'd think you'd have expected to see gains through the year. I think we have seen gains, but the problem is they put that many different parts in Gasly's and Hartley's engines Mm -hmm. that they've been starting lower down because they've been getting hit with penalties. Yeah. Because how how many races has there been a Toro Rosso at the back of the grid? But if there was gains... But but they've made up places during the race too. haven't made that many places up. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we can't remember that really good drive from the Toro Rosso driver. But they've ended up putting themselves roughly where you'd think the car should be if it didn't have penalties. Gasly and Bahrain. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not that saying that. It. That's, that's yeah. the really good Toro Rosso drive from this year. Yeah, I'm not saying that somebody hasn't had a good drive. I, I also don't think the um, they did themselves any favours by fucking putting Hartley through the meat grinder so fucking early. He knew so, so early on he was under pressure for his drive and he's just fucking plateaued off a cliff, didn't he? Yeah. Through, mm. through the course of it. Um, but yeah, I, I just... I can't. I know Christian Horner's talking up the new new engine, but I don't. I just can't see where the optimism's coming from. I think it. the The Toro Rosso looks sort of in the same ballpark as the Renault powered cars that aren't Red Bull. Do you think? Do you think? Would you match it with Renault? Sometimes, yes. Yeah, sometimes, no. 
The the midfield has been crazy, but the Toro Rosso has been I think more yeah, in with the midfield than I think it has the Toro with Rosso, I think the Toro Rosso might be making the difference there. I, I don't think there's any any signs to show that Honda have caught up with Renault as a power unit. I would say that this year's Toro Rosso is, you know, roughly, give or take, bearing in mind everyone's been moving around, yeah, roughly the same place as last year's Toro Rosso. Probably, yeah. Which means that this year's Honda engine is sort of roughly on a par with the Renault. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't think Renault... I don't think Renault made a particularly good car this year. You know, Renault have got... Uh, have got I don't pro- mean the Renault team, I mean the Renault engine. Yeah, yeah, but I think Renault prog- progressively got a little bit better, but they looked better. Race by race, Renault usually looked better than Toro Rosso. Well, it's very hard to get a full read on the Renault engine because you've got two extremes. You've got a team that's challenging yep. for best of the rest. Mm-hmm. And you've got the other Renault-powered team that is trying to stay out of the relegation zone. Yeah. So if the Toro Rosso's fitting in in between the two, that's kind of that kind of does say that it's an average performance between the two extremes of the Renault car, Renault-powered cars. Yeah. So yeah, I can see where you're coming from on that. And sometimes fighting with the Mercedes-powered Force Indias. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying that it's they've had another so, McLaren year, but I just think when you when you consider that that engine is going into a Red Bull next year, I'd have expected to see bigger gains from Red Bull uh, for going into next year. I, I don't expect to see the Red Bulls going backwards because they've put the Honda engine. I see, in. I think they will. I think they are going to go backwards. I think they're going to drop back, drop behind Renault. I I don't. Th- I don't think they will from putting the Honda engine in. Mm. If they do, it's Renault gains and Red Bull being where they were at the start of the year when they were a minute behind everyone, yeah. behind, the, behind the Ferraris, behind the Mercedes. Yeah, I think, I think the Honda reliability could, could stab, yeah. stab them in the back slightly. The, I mean, the pace might be there. But we know what the Honda Honda engine is 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 like when they turn it up. Well, it goes but back. Is, is it going to be worse than the Renault? Mm, we Ask don't Danny Rick. Yeah. Exactly. Well, who's well, gone to Renault? I think we'll actually. Yeah. Well, see if that who mo- have a, a new power unit coming in next year. Who the, the, they're not like being big and bullish about it. But anytime anyone from Renault is asked about next year's power unit, they're like, yeah. "We're really confident we've made some massive gains for yeah. next year." Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, if anyone's made massive gains on Renault. the quiet, it seems to be Renault. I mean, the only way that we'll be able to tell if you know what the gap is is look at the gaps compared to this year between Red Bull and Mercedes and Ferrari, mm-hmm. and Renault and Mercedes and Ferrari, and see who is the closer and are they closer in 2019 than either of them were in 2018. Well, I think we're going to have a really good yardstick for Honda next year because. Um, it turns out McLaren weren't building particularly good cars when 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 during the Honda time as well. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and to be perfectly honest, actually, I think the the really bad McLaren years with the Honda blowing up all the time, the chassis was probably better then because now and again they'd have a good race around Hungary or Monaco. You know, yeah. It's, but I think that or Austin. Yeah. Um, but next year. Without sort of like, oh, how good's that chassis? We can pretty much say it's going to be in the best, second best, at very, wor- at very worst, third best chassis on the grid. 
next yeah. year, regardless of what Honda has to say about it, Red Bull will build a fucking good oh, yeah, car. Oh, yeah, and they always do. Oh, yeah. So if if Red Bull aren't the third best team on the grid next year, it's down to Honda, not Red Bull. I don't know, because if Red Bull aren't the third best team but are still closer to the top two teams and Renault are ahead of them, then we can say that, yeah, Red Bull have improved, but Renault have improved more. Red Bull, yeah, uh, Red, uh, Renault might improve the engine, but I still don't believe that Renault have the personnel capable of building a car better than Red Bull. Yet. Even yes. though they're hiring massively. Oh, yeah, no, the but, moment, but so. for next oh, year. The hiring at Sauber levels. Yeah, yeah. next year, I, I don't think they're, they, they're not going to build a car that's chassis-wise as good as a Red Bull. Probably not. Probably, probably won't do. So if, if they fall behind, even if, even if people are closer... I still say they, they would be behind Renault because of the Honda engine. I mean, let, let's face it, think about put it this way. Let, look at that uh, Honda this year. Renault won, what, uh, sorry, uh, Red Bull what? Did they win three races? Did, uh, Ricardo won two, and Verstappen, did he, did he win one? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Or did okay. Verstappen, yeah. I think and so. should have won a second. Should have won a second. Should have won, should have won two. Should have yeah. won last week, yeah. Not last um, week, week before. So for the sake of Ocon's, um, we'll say four races that that Renault engine should have won on pace. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Would they have done that with a Honda in the back of it? I don't think huh? so. I think they would have done. Do you think uh, Do you think if, if you swap uh, that engine out for the Honda? I'm not I, sure. I'm not I, sure. I think the Honda might well be up there with the Renault. No, I think, well, I think we're going to see in a few months' time. Uh, but I'll be a gentleman, Dan, and not ask you to put your money over your mouth this. <laughs> As I say, pace-wise, it may well be, but uh, I think the reliability is going to, be, is going to cause some problems. Think, As yeah. it caused Gasly a problem in, in, in this race, not for the first time this season. Mm-hmm. But for, for once, Brendan Hartley actually finished 12th and like nobody noticed. I think, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's the... Uh, I remember a Top Gear episode where they had a uh, Volkswagen Golf on it. And that Volkswagen Golf had had something like a fucking V10 strapped in it that was turbocharged with fucking nitrous in the back or something like that. And it was capable of going like 200 mile an hour or something on on a long enough straight. And uh, Clarkson introduced it by saying, this this has X amount of horsepower, blah, 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 and it can go uh, from 0 to 60 in 1.5 seconds once. (laughs) <laughs> and that's, <laughs> I think that's where the Honda engine is. It can be quick yeah. once. Yes, but it's where the Renault engine is as well. <laughs> no, well, oh, no, because if you, right, you've got uh, Renault, McLaren, Red Bull on the grid, yeah? Yeah, yeah. If you had three Honda-powered cars, I think the Honda-powered cars... Would have would have more more reliability issues over the spread of the three teams than the Renault would do. Renault haven't had a lot of mechanical issues in the Renault team. Red Bull have. Red Bull have, yeah. Um, which, I mean, I'm not being funny. If that's down to fucking cooling again, we're back to the cooling conversation. Yeah. Mm. Uh, McLaren have McLaren had a lot of like Renault related issues. I don't think they have. Not many. So, there's been. 
I'm several sure that... retirements towards the end of races, but that might just have been because Alonso couldn't be asked finishing. Yeah. <laughs> Van Dorn's breakdown in the last couple of weeks was at Mexico was a gearbox failure, wasn't I, it? I would yeah. suggest that the McLaren um, retirements haven't been engine-related because we haven't seen a lot of penalties for McLaren. Yeah. You know, usually, usually when you get a lot of yeah. engine-related penalties, eventually you get a lot of, like, penalty grid penalties. Yeah. Um, and Brendan Hartley has had tons of those this year. Yes. Tons of they've engine just, they've yes. just been upgrading and replacing components left, yeah. right, and centre. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been their lab rat for mm-hmm. the year, effectively. So, see, that, that's, that's the other worrying thing, because you say he's been his lab rat, but the cars haven't got quicker. So have they been replacing the components because they've been replacing them with new parts, or have they just been replacing the parts because they're going to fucking break? Well, have the, because of have, his experience in endurance racing... have the cars not got quicker or have they got quicker and all the cars around them are getting quicker but the Toro Rossos are just changing engine parts whereas everyone else is working on the car I'd say they haven't got quicker because Toro Rosso looked better at the beginning of the year I don't think the car the chassis has been developed as much as it could be and I think they have been concentrating this year on engine developments and that's why the quicker than they were at the start of the why, year. Why wouldn't they but develop not, the chassis? They're not keeping though. up with everybody else. But why would they not develop, develop the chassis? It's not down to the team to develop the engine. That's down to Honda. So that would suggest that the aero team are just sat around playing hangman. Because probably they're under instructions from uh, Dietrich Mateschitz and nah, Helmut Marko they, going. They'd have, still been, they'd have still been developing that car as much as a normal, as much as normal Toro Rosso would be developed. Because they're, they're, that's what they're there for. That's their job. It's Honda's job to sort the engine out. No, I, th- I think the whole of this Toro Rosso season has just been one massive experiment oh, for, I know, I, for I, Honda. I, I think you're totally right, yeah. I, de- definitely the engine that's gone on the back of it has all been with a fucking eye towards Red Bull, but I don't believe that there's been any signs from Toro Rosso that show that that eye is a good eye, might be a brown eye. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? <laughs> See if your brown eye is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the season preview already. Um, Sauber, I've got on here next. Um, DNF for Ericsson. What was the problem with him? Because I just saw him retire and I didn't actually notice what, no had, got, what had gone wrong. Was he another engine thing or was he just... just... Was, it, was it Ericsson who stopped in the pit lane? No, that was Ocon. Ocon blocked the pit lane for a while. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, can't remember Ericsson. No, sorry, Marcus Ericsson. Can't remember you retiring, mate. No, it, he just he just retired. But thanks for the last however many years you made it in Formula One. You go on from being a really really poor driver to being a really average driver, and uh, that that is one hell of a step up. Yeah, it's high praise in three legs, four <laughs> wheels world. Um, Props to Charles Leclerc, though. I mean, what was he doing on Saturday qualifying, setting purple sectors after Lewis Hamilton had already got yeah. pole? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> at one point, I thought we were going to see Charles Leclerc was that on Q2? pole. Was well, it, it might, might be Q2. I think yeah. it was Q2. It was Q2. I think oh. he, did it, he, he did it once in Q3. But was, he, was he on the ultras in Q2? Hypers. Hypers, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah he started on Hypers, yeah. yeah. But um, seventh, seventh place finish, driven the, driven the back end off that car all season. 
Yeah, he has. Mm. And it, late season, he's really showing why he deserves that Ferrari drive. There were questions, weren't there, when, he, when it was announced. He was like, well, is he ready? You know, we're not sure. But late season, since, mm. since the announcement, really, he's put in some performances, which is just like, all right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. He's been best of the rest, I think, what, three times in the last like four I, or five races? Mm, I he think he's got Just better. behind Carlos Sainz in this race. Yeah, I um, think he's got better since Ferrari. So yeah, go, I go think so too. Deal. Yeah, it's, it's I think anti he's been learning like a sponge all year. Yeah, yeah, but it's like remember remember Perez when he got the McLaren drive, and he went from went being shit. That, went from being that guy that looked pretty impressive as Selber to go, oh my god, he's crashed again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did he go off there? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's where Ericsson should crash. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it, it, polar opposite. It's, well. it's, <laughs> it's a straight, and there's no reason to collide with the wall. That's Ericsson's Park fault. Fermi. <laughs> yeah. How did you crash in Park Fermi? The car wasn't moving. <laughs> Max Verstappen managed it when it was pissed off the other week. Yeah. <laughs> but no, great, great race for uh, Sauber and Leclerc. Um, I'm massively looking forward to next season. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think mm. Leclerc is going to be a, a proper firecracker. I don't think he's going to. I think Vettel's got his hands full. Yeah, I think Vettel will have his hands full as well with a teammate who's not necessarily going to be subservient to start with, should we say. I don't think he'd be expected to be because he's Ferrari's boy. Yeah. I do agree, but if this time last year I told you, right, there's this guy who's normally able to beat Ericsson by a few places... Yeah, you, no, no, you're you right. wouldn't think this yeah. is the future of F1. No. You'd uh, think, well, so could a rubber ball. I do think that there's... The the difference is he's shown flashes of brilliance. Yeah. And that's I think that's the difference. You can you can see that new, like, nucleus of... Because, yeah, there's been a couple of times where he has just been a bit, a bit above Ericsson. But when that car's fitted the track... And it's gone. He's been in fucking Q3, yeah. and Ericsson's been out in Q1. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you'd have said this time last year, watch out for him. He's going to get a Sauber into Q3. Yeah. Well, I in think, the dry. Yeah. Uh, the Sauber <laughs> is a shit ton better than it was Absolutely. last year. Oh god. The, yes. the car has improved so much. Yeah. That It'd be interesting to see how... It deserves to be on the grid. It'd be interesting yeah, to see how yeah. Kimi does. I, Kimi I, and Jov- Jovanazzi. Jovanazzi. Yeah, as it's been pronounced now. Um, I think Kimi will be the surprise of the year next year. Out, out of Ferrari, without uh, without the constant, how are you going to help Vettel this week? Yeah. Can you imagine a surprise from Kimi? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be Betting against Kimi Raikkonen appearing on the podium at some point next I've t- year. I'm telling you, Kimi Raikkonen will be back in Ferrari in 2020. We'll see. See what uh, happens. Uh, I, What's I do agree with Chris. Yep. Do, do agree with Chris. The way the Sabres improved this year, the way they're hiring, it might well be on the podium next year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We've seen Giovinazzi in a couple of races, haven't we? In um, last year, start of last season, 2017, when, when he replaced when, Princess when Verline, Pascal. Yeah. When Verline was who wasn't uh, being a princess, he actually mm, genuinely hurt himself. He'd broken his back, <laughs> yeah, which was why he took a couple of weeks off. Lazy yeah. bastard. Salba could be the Salba could be the team that benefit from a, maybe a falling Red Bull. Yeah. Oh, and for the second consecutive season, Verline is missing a season-opening race. Because he's not allowed to do the first Formula E race because he's still under contract to Mercedes until the 31st of December. 
Haha, <laughs> got Eid. Haven't they released him? No. I thought they released him. No, they said they were releasing him and they're not letting him drive for his new Formula E team until, uh, who's until he, the start who's he of 2019. For Formula E? That's, uh, that's a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah. I want to say Dragon Speed. But, um, yeah. Um, I think the guys who play the guitars really cool. That's, dra- that's Dragon Force. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't, you don't want to go through the fire and flames in a Formula E race. That's no. electric crashes. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. What's is that it, a Hendrix album? That might be in a Power Ranger as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Felix Rosenquist is driving for... Uh, he's filling in for Verline. Right, OK. But when you consider, like, uh, Renault have released <clears throat> Carlos Sainz early so he can drive the McLaren. Red yeah. Bull haven't released Danny Rick early so he can drive a Renault. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, on the McLaren... Just on the McLaren-Renault side, like, McLaren and Renault, if, if McLaren get their fucking act together, should be fighting each other next year. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. McLaren have allowed a competitor, uh, sorry, Renault have allowed a competitor to go. So that's fucking balls, isn't it, for Verline? Yeah, and he, yeah, Mercedes aren't even letting him drive in a different sport. Yeah, it's not like he hasn't been fucking dropped by Mercedes, really. Do you know, do you know what I mean? It was <laughs> Mercedes were the ones that let him fall out of Formula One. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that and talent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we next? Force India. Um, Ocon, that car just died. He was he was running a fairly decent race, I think. Um, Force India struggled a bit, didn't they? Uh, Abu Dhabi, they were just outside the points. Um, Paris did Paris manage to score points? Paris so. Paris finished in eighth. Um, Ocon was kind of in that. It's it's really hard to say because Ericsson was held everyone up, holding everyone up um, because we thought that Leclerc might be in with a chance of actually pushing the top three because of the early pit for the safety car. Yeah. And he just got, just came out in traffic behind Ericsson where I think everyone from Ericsson who was in about... He's in 11th, wasn't he? uh, No, he was in about 9th at the time. All right, Down to 16th. We're all within DRS range of each other Mm. and nobody could get past. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, So Perez and Ocon were in there. So it 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 was hard to see... Who was actually going quicker? Because they were all going at a speed dictated by Ericsson. Yeah. Um, and Abu Dhabi is a Herman Tilke circuit, which is impossible to pass on in less than two places. Yeah, but as we said last week, it should be a good circuit. It just, for some reason, it doesn't work. Mm. Um, the, the commentators went, you- went on that as well. The commentators were like, I don't understand how you've got hairpin, long straight, chicane, long straight... Mm. Sharp left, twisty bit, and yet no one can overtake. Again, uh, my... Well, we vo- had some overtaking. My yeah. voice of reason, um, Julian Palmer, w- was explaining on the BBC podcast, because all the corners are slow speed, The um, you're breaking into them, but it's straight back on the power, so the guy in front of you has already got back on the power before you can try and get a nose in, and that, yeah. that's why you, they can't get past each other there. Yeah, because we um, we saw Sean Galeal try and do a move on one of the uh, ninety degree left. Missed all the F two this weekend, all of it. Oh dear! Yeah, it was the uh, sprint race was good fun. Mm. Sprint race was good fun. Did, did Lando win the sprint race? Uh, it was, uh, was he on the podium? 
He won the feature race, didn't he? No, George Russell. George won Russell won the feature, feature race. race. I get my races confused. I can't remember. I can't remember who won the sprint race. I was in the middle. Land- of the yes, I think he did because Lando finished second in the championship. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he took yeah. I thought I thought he did because Alpine was on the podium as well, wasn't he? Yeah, the yeah. three on the podium were um, Lando Norris, Alexander Albon, and George Russell. Yeah, for the sprint race. But yeah, Sean Sean Galil in the in the sprint race tried to um, tried to make a move on one of the left hand turns and then took it managed to take himself and somebody else out mm. just because he was trying to break KFC yeah just completely fucking chickened it <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah he was just trying to get on the power too early because whoever was in front of him was already back on the power and it ended up with um, him in the gravel whoops and it's Sean Galil it's what happens every time it is yeah. But yeah, Force India struggled a little bit this this race. Um, good good result for Perez, but yeah, I think I think they, sh- they should really have done better in in Abu Dhabi than than just one eighth place. Um, although a good good rescue when you consider at half season they had all their points wiped out. You know, to finish seventh in the championship ahead of all the other teams we've already mentioned. It's not, not a bad return, It was Antonio really. Fuoco that won, won the sprint race, by the way. The, was uh, it Fuoco who won the yeah, sprint Yeah, the Ferrari race. Junior. Don't know whether he's an M to watch for the future or not, but with Ferrari's junior team being bigger than Red Bull's. Yeah. For, well, Ferrari are odd ones, aren't they? They're, they've never really been known for bringing people through yeah, they, up they, until they, recent they history. They don't create champions, they buy them. Mm. But it does seem to have changed that uh, that mindset. Got to now. Formula One drivers are so young. Yeah. Um, I mean, what? Lewis Hamilton, the third oldest driver? He will be next year, yeah. Behind no. Kimi Raikkonen and, and Robert Kubitz. Kubitz is a month we, older than yeah, Hamilton. So, yeah. I mean, they're the fucking same age. So you can say he's like, yes, yeah, second to a joint second oldest on the grid. Sorry, they didn't mean to kick you there. I, I quite like it, mate. Oh, but yeah, the, the, the Force <laughs> Indians were, were running okay, just got held up in traffic, and then when Ocon's car let go, it just died and locked the wheels up as well. Yeah, and blocked the pit lane blocked for a while. Blocked the pit lane. Yeah, I think I didn't close it, though, did they? Because I think there was still just about room to get past if you needed to. Yeah. yeah. but Some great racing between Ocon and Verstappen at the start. Early on, yeah, early doors, there was some good racing. And I don't know that they actually touched on the hairpin. Like, everybody seemed to think they did. I think Ocon uh, maybe just got out of the way a little bit. I think Verstappen was sliding sideways into him. Yeah. But, he, I mean... He knew to get out of the way, though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Verstappen coming through with elbows out after what happened last week, I mean, even if it was for position, you know, you definitely need to... You, know, you, you need to do that properly, don't you? You need to make sure that the pass is uh, is complete and is is proper, and it was. Uh, right, what have we got next? McLaren next. The heavily penalised Fernando Alonso. <laughs> well, they've. <laughs> oh yeah, Ocon got a um, Ocon got a penalty point for um, leaving the track and gaining an advantage before he retired. A penalty point. A, a single penalty point. I didn't think they gave penalty points for that. I thought they just gave time. They gave a time penalty. penalty. They gave a time, he retired. They gave a time penalty, and he got a penalty point as well. I thought the points were for dangerous actions. He must have left must the track and rejoined there. dangerously. Yeah. But Alonso got 15 seconds of time penalties and three penalty points. In the last lap. For the last three laps, because he cut the chicane on all the last three when he was uh, 
when he was chasing down K Mag. Right, I can't, I can't help but think that there might have been an internal joke going on there somewhere. Yeah. As it turned out, he didn't have 1,800 points. He had 1,899. That would have made it 1,900 points. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, radio message of the day. You know, there's a, there's a point out there. Go for it. I have 1,800 points already. Yeah, well, we'll make it 1,801. <laughs> that was a Kimi Raikkonen-style reply, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it I was, have 1,800 yeah. points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I think he wanted that that last fastest lap, which I did put a little bit of money on. Yeah. He didn't get anything back, obviously. Uh, Vettel that came out with the fastest lap on this one. Yes. Um, typical Alonso performance of this season. Drag the, drag the car round. That, that, what do you mean, typical Alonso performance of this? Typical Alonso performance of his career. Yeah. Drag the car around, mm. pull it across the line ahead of you know way ahead of where it should be. Mm. That's Fernando Alonso all career. Um, can we uh, can, can we just have a moment to acknowledge Stoffel Van Dorn for a split second here, whose retirement is the Roland Ratzenberger of retirements. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, Alonso's no, no, leaving. That's, that's got to be Hartley. No, <laughs> Alonso's leaving. No, Hart, we didn't know Hartley was definitely going. Other drivers, other drivers had Alonso's number on their helmets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like, had his own car painted up. Oh, you know, Stoffel's car was also painted up in in goodbye, goodbye Fernando. Yeah, Colors. not goodbye uh, Stoffel. No. No, I quite like the idea that, that Crofty was talking about him and Anthony Davidson were going to sneak into the McLaren garage and paint a Belgian flag over, <laughs> <laughs> over those, uh, over those um, helmet colours of Fernando's that were on the back of the McLaren. But, I mean, Alonso's a legend of the sport. It's sad to see him go. Is the time right for him to go? No, absolutely not. The, the time cannot be right for him to go where... If given the given a car that's capable of challenging at the front, he's probably top three driver, and he's got a world championship in him. But there isn't an option of the car. No, no, there's so, not an option. It's it's the right time from. Um, it's the right circumstances for him to it's go, the right but not the right time. It's not yeah. the right time. Does it, yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it down. Um, Am I the only one on the, around this table then that thinks that's not the last we've seen of Fernando Alonso in a I think, I think there's a chance that he could be back in 2020. Do I do. He started saying it, saying it a lot more because his, interview, his interviews have mm. always been, I'm going to do other things. This weekend it was, um, I know what I'm doing for most of nine, uh, 2019. Yeah. 2020, I might do a year of IndyCar, I might come back and do a year of Formula One. Yeah. Maybe what? he's been listening to Jensen Button. Uh, what are the, what are the odds of him going back to Renault for twenty um, twenty? I think that's not a bad shout actually, because I don't think he'd go back to McLaren unless unless but they what come. What about Sauber? Maybe I mean, uh, Fucking team I old man. <laughs> I wouldn't put Ferrari out of it because what what, what you've just said there before that Leclerc's an unknown quantity. That would would, uh, would you say that uh, Leclerc would be able to beat Perez if I told you that he'd only just out uh, outperformed Marcus Ericsson a few times? You've got a um, Sebastian Vettel, which, in my eyes, Lewis Hamilton has his fucking number. They, I that's five. Yeah, but um, I'd imagine <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton has forty-four. Yeah, or one. <laughs> Sometimes <But> both. <laughs> funny aside. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sebastian Vettel appears to be without when everything's equal without like fucking uh, 
mechanical issues or something like that. Uh, Sebastian Vettel just does not appear to be quick enough over a season to beat Lewis Hamilton. I think he has the talent, but doesn't have he doesn't have the mental stamina at the moment I to, think, yeah. to do it. Well, I think the thing is, he's used to being like when he was in Red Bull and he was winning races and winning races. Um, he was he's ne- he was never challenged by somebody as relentless as Lewis Hamilton, as in where right go into the circuit, he knows that if he's on an off day, Lewis Hamilton's probably going to get pole position and yeah. he's probably going to win the race because um, Kimmy, Kimmy wasn't capable week in, week out of challenging. Uh, Bottas, fucking Bottas. Um, so he knew he was the only person that was capable of stopping Lewis Hamilton, which he was. I don't think he's capable of doing it. At the I, moment. I think... I think that with, was one of his best years, though. I, th- it, I, I think it was. was good. Mm. But I think with the right sports psychologist, he could, uh, and with the Ferrari underneath mm-hmm. him, he could do it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not going to be easy. No. But he's capable of it, I think. I think he'd have to... He'd, he'd have to Rosberg it. Four-time world champion. But the... The thing with Vettel is he made too many mistakes this year. Do you know what? I don't think you can... Uh, Him I think, and Ferrari I think together. I, I'm, I'm not one of these people that's going to say Sebastian Vettel is not a good driver. He obviously is. But I don't think you can say, like, um, say, oh, four-time world champion. I don't think you can say that about him. Well, he is. No, but I don't... I, <laughs> four-time world champion, completely unchallenged. yeah. There he was. Even Schumacher didn't win four world championships while being completely unchallenged. There was what, probably what two there, where where Ferrari just whitewashed it. Um, Maybe three. But yeah, he, you know, yeah. he he didn't he didn't win four world championships like Vettel did. didn't whitewash in 2010 uh, his first world championship. 2011, yes, very much so. 2012, yes. Uh, no, no, Alonso should have won 2012. Um, that was the year that Vettel was going backwards in Brazil in the last race. Who was he competing against in um, 2010? For his first one. Uh, they went into the last race of 2010 with four drivers possible winning the championship. Lewis Hamilton, Mark Webber, Fernando Alonso and Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, but they were and both... Vettel didn't lead the championship until until the end of that race. But there was... F- oh, yeah, that was when he spun, wasn't it? Did he spin in Brazil? Was that that championship? No, that was 2012. Was that 2012? Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't the, there was four drivers capable of winning the world championship, but wasn't it a long shot for three of them? He was still a good chunk ahead. Like it was gonna. No, he wasn't. He didn't. Lead, he was. Alon, that was the year that Alonso got stuck behind Petrov. Yeah. And Alonso should have won oh, the world championship. Yeah. Vettel won it. But uh, well, say three then. I still say three. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, you can say the same about Hamilton now in the in the Mercedes. Yeah, no, because it didn't go unchallenged oh, really yeah. no, yeah, in 2015. Yeah, right. But this year, he's he won a championship with not the best car for the majority of the season against yeah. Sebastian Vettel, who for the majority of the season had the best car. This year, yeah, you can say that. But uh, this is this is Lewis Hamilton's best year of his career. I think so. Yeah. Um, and see, that's the other thing as well. Ruth. Well, we were actually talking about the I'm, I'm not sure. Year. I'm not sure this is his best because. In previous years, he's been fighting against his teammate, 
which means you don't have the whole team behind you. You've got half the team behind you. This year, he's got the whole of Mercedes behind yeah. him. So it I, might be his best, but I he's got an easier his, job of it. He has got an easy job, but I think it's his best because of the mentality he's had. Yeah. Even even when he's lost or when he's had bad races, he's still been there. You know, it's and it's been a case of, I'll win uh, next time. Yeah, uh, we, again, half the garage isn't going, yes! Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, we've, we've not seen... Um, we've not seen petulant Lewis, mm-hmm. but this is this, ex- this is why I don't think uh, Ocon's got a chance of getting into Mercedes while Lewis Hamilton's there, because I think Ocon is the type of driver that would destabilize a, a team. I I think Leclerc will do the same at Ferrari. Then I, no, I think uh, he will do. Yeah, and I think it's going to be to the detriment of Ferrari. Could well uh, be. I don't know. Leclerc seems quite humble. Ocon comes across as Arrogant. humble. I think he comes across as arrogant. Well, Ocon, what I'd say about him is Perez and Hulkenberg had several years where there was no trouble between them Mm -hmm. and they were often on the same piece of racetrack. Perez and Ocon, there was a bit of fireworks there, so that seems like it's Mm -hmm. Ocon who might be the problem. Yeah. I I also think this is why he's not got a drive. I I still still stand by it that the... um, the only reason, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll talk about this later on, but the only reason Williams haven't got an Ocon in the team is because Mercedes didn't want to pony the money up to put him in the team. No, it was because Williams wanted him on a two-year deal. And Mercedes said, no, you can have him for one. They said, no, we want him for two. He said, well, you're not having him then. I don't believe that because of, um, uh, Bottas was on a multi-year deal as well. And they uh, and they bought him out. If If Mercedes thought that Ocon was a future world champion in a Mercedes car, they would have made sure that he wasn't missing a year. Yeah, but they they can't dictate terms to Williams too much, can they? I think when you've got a team in the position Williams are in and you supply them the engine, I think you can tell them to turn up in fucking clown costumes and they'll do it. No, I don't think so. No, it's more a Red Bull thing, depending on... Uh, <laughs> actually, we'll probably sit in Monaco next year because that's around about the time that Dumbo the movie is out. Uh, also, you talk about a team which hasn't ha- has had like an abysmal driver lineup lately. Yeah, they have. So if they if they could have all of a sudden got themselves like what... A I pe- think Williams wanted Ocon and I think Mercedes wanted to put Ocon in the Williams. I don't think but Mercedes they couldn't, did want to put him in they, there. But they couldn't agree. They couldn't agree. Like Mercedes might have said... We want you to have him for one year, and Williams might go, "No, we want him for two. And then Mercedes are like, "Well, we want him in your car, but they've, we're not they've given George you... Russell for two. Might have given him George Russell for two. No, it's a multi-year deal. So, so was Bottas is a multi-year it's, deal. Exactly, the contracts mean nothing. So, I don't believe it's anything to do with the amount of years. I think I think it might be an excuse. Bottas's thing with Williams is a different situation because. Mm-hmm. Mercedes had no idea that was coming. No. And so Williams held all the cards. Yeah. Mercedes were in a tough spot. Yeah. They're, they're not at the moment. George Russell, they're it, giving him two years to see what he does mm-hmm. and how he progresses is a sensible move. But if you're looking at the, let's just say, for instance, hypothetically, they don't want... Ocon to go to uh, Williams for two years because they might need him 
in 2020 if they decide to get rid of Bottas. Yep. Yep. Do you stick in... Bearing in mind, we're not talking about fucking Force India here. We're not talking about a mid-grid team. We're talking about the best team in the modern era of Formula One, which are winning world championships and constructors championships. Do you take take a guy out of Formula One, stick him in a simulator for a year, and then take the chance on him being world-class enough to be in the best team in Formula One? I don't know. Worked for, work for Alonso. I think you. I think yeah, but he didn't walk into the best team in Formula One. He walked into a t- he walked into a team that became capable of cham- challenging for a world championship. We're talking about taking a guy out of Formula One, which, to be perfectly honest, hasn't done massive amounts. He's. I know people keep turning around and saying, "Oh yeah, well he outqualified uh, Perez for like, what was it, fifteen five or whatever it turned out to be." And you say, "Well, that's fucking great." Go and look at the championship and come back to me with your, with your qualifying statistic. But then at the same point, you got Ocon again. His, his teammate is Perez. Yeah. And then you got Perez, whose former teammate was Hulkenberg, and mm-hmm. they were also roughly on the same level playing field. Perez might be in. I might be in Hulkenberg a few times. Yep. Hulkenberg might be in Perez. Yet. The Hulkenberg's not talked down as much as Ocon is. It's only because yeah. Ocon's been involved in a few on-track tangles. That's no, it, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Down. I'm just saying he's not a future world champion. He, he might not be, but I don't think that Ocon is necessarily nailed on for a seat if they if Mercedes is looking at him for 2020. I think he, they want him as a potential option. Yeah, no, but as well as I mean. as well I, as probably George Russell if George looks really really yes, good in yeah, Williams yeah. and probably. You know, if Vettel spits it on me at Ferrari, they might even look at Sebastian Vettel as mm-hmm. an option. Because I don't think they, if they get anyone in that team, they will want a team player until Hamilton leaves in 2021 I when he goes to Ferrari. Right now they, they, don't, need, they don't even need a team player. No, they need somebody better than Bottas, I think. They do, because if, um, if, the, if Ferrari had somebody better than... Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say better than... Better Ryan, than yeah. Broken Bottas. Yeah, yeah. No, but the, the, if Ferrari had anybody in that car which performed, for, performed more consistently than Kimi Raikkonen, Ferrari would have won the Constructors' Championship this year. I, I would say Raikkonen was the better Ferrari driver at some parts of the season. I'd say he was the be- better Ferrari driver at some parts of the season, but he didn't score anywhere near as, as many points as... As he, as he should have done. Well, as Ve- Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Um... Did Ferrari have a one-two this year when they, when they had the best car? Don't think they did. Not sure. No, I don't think so. No. Um, so yeah, I think there's there's a there's a real possibility next year. Broken Bottas might lose Mercedes the uh, the constructors yeah, championship. Yeah, absolutely. I think Mercedes have got to keep that in mind. But we were talking about McLaren. I, and I, I, I think there's a possibility that, uh, that we won't see Bottas in the Mercedes next year, and I actually think he may be that broken. The one of the reasons that Mercedes is hanging on to Ocon is to put him into the car for 2019. It's it's not stupid. It's not a stupid thing to say. I don't think it'll happen. I think he'll be on the grid in Australia. But yeah, I think he needs the winter break. Yeah, he needs a bit of recovery time. But mm-hmm. he's back. We've seen drivers have terrible end of seasons, haven't we? And then they take the winter break and they come back all right again afterwards. We've seen yeah. David Coulthard, uh, Mark Webber. Um, you know, 
just to name two. Felipe Massa after 2008 as well came back. You know, he had a shit Ferrari in 2009, but he, he went away and we weren't sure if we were going to see Massa in 2009. And we did. He came back and he recollected his thoughts. Mm. And then he was fairly competitive until he had that accident. Do you know what I think the best thing Bottas could do would be? And it's, it must be a strange thing. And I'm sure drivers must have thought this in the past. I think Barrichello certainly thought it in the past. Eddie Irvine thought it and went the other way. Um, there's got to be a point where you're you're in a team with someone like Fernando Alonso or Lewis Hamilton or Sebastian Vettel or you know you're you're in you want to pit yourself against the best. Yeah, but there's then got to be that point where you go, do you know what? I can't beat this man. I can't do it. So at that at that point, you either go, is it? Do you blame the fact that you're in the team? Right, I can't beat him in this team. If I was in a different team where everything was equal, could I do it? So then you think about leaving. Or do you go, I can't beat this guy. I'm in the best car in Formula One. What I can do is play the team game, be be, be the, the number best, two, the best number two. The best two. second place driver yeah, on the grid. That Mercedes can do. I'm going to be, I'm a Formula One driver in the best best car on the grid. I'm going to pick up massive checks and I'm I'm going to be part I'm of coming, this team. Coming second in the Drivers' Championship next yeah. year, not fourth. Yeah, and I'm going to be part of this fifth. team. Which fifth, is, fifth was he in the yeah. end? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I'm going to be part of this team that wins World Championships. I think that's... he At the minute, he's the broken driver, which isn't as good as his teammate, whereas he just needs to be part of that team. If he if he wants a career in he's, Mercedes, he's come out of this season as 2008's Kovalainen. Lining. No, 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 no. no. Bottas, Bottas looked like he. Well, all right, Kovalainen was handed a race win yeah. in 2008. Bottas has looked like he could win races on genuine pace. He, he deserved, There's two races he One. should have won: Baku, where his tire went, and China, where China, where he backed out of an overtake. No, Bahrain, it was. Bahrain. Bahrain. Yeah. Yeah, Bahraini, Bahraini China, where he handed the leader. You can't, you can't, race say, you can't say he could have won Russia. if he could have Sorry, won. Sorry, Russia, yeah. Bahrain. No, yeah, Bahraini backed out of. Yeah. But Baku and Russia are the two races that he should have won. Yeah. And he didn't win them through no fault of his own. Uh, I, I know you think that Lewis could have won mm -hmm. in Russia. I think he'd have definitely raced him. I think so, yeah. And but... I think, see, the thing is, I think Lewis. Maybe they'd have fucking crashed. Who knows? You know, that's one. Of, that's one of the things. I don't think when you look at if we're saying that Bottas can't handle be, being where he is in the team, I don't think he could have mentally handled Hamilton behind him. I think Hamilton just being there and bearing it's down would have yeah. forced him into a mistake. And I don't think they would have crashed because I don't think Hamilton would have allowed bothered. himself to crash. I, I don't think he would have gone for the overtake unless it was clearly it getting was on, yeah. because. You can win every other race. Why worry yeah, yeah. about this one? Yeah, and he, to be perfectly honest, even if if Bottas had won that race, Hamilton would have still won the world championship. Yeah, mm. yeah, completely. Yeah, so but we may but, not be looking at such a broken Bottas. But Bottas is not Kovalainen. No, it's about to finish. Right. So McLaren. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, at least we went from Kovalainen to McLaren. <laughs> we, we, bye, bye bye Stoffel, basically. Yeah. Stoffel, bye-bye. Might not be the last we've seen a Stoffel in Formula One. Well, no, Mercedes on him now. Well, I, I think I think it's going to be the last we see of Stoffel, not 
kind of not through his... Well, it is his fault, but it's kind of not as well. He's gone through the school of hard knocks. Yeah. But he's... Um, he, he did he's, a decent job last year. Mm-hmm. He didn't this year. No. He's come out and said he, he's, not, he's unimpressed with the amount of politics that he faced in Formula One, um, which to me says he thinks he's probably uh, done in Formula One. That suggests to me he's a bit naive. Did he not know there's politics in Formula oh, One? Oh, no, but mm. politics that he faced, yeah. I think. Obviously, everybody... I, 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 I think he can sum that up in one word. Alonso. No, I don't think Alonso was necessarily nasty. It's no. just, he's just Alonso, isn't he? You know, he's, just, he's notoriously difficult as a teammate. Yeah. And I don't think Stoffel could handle that. No. But... But, yeah, we lose, we lose another driver... Driver on the grid. Drivers. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say was, here's a stat that I uh, found yesterday. Can anyone name the last driver who made their F1 debut in a McLaren not to score a point? What's that? I don't know what you mean. Right. A driver who had their first race in Formula One. Yeah. That was in a McLaren. Right. Who was the last driver to do that that didn't score a point? Because Stoff- we know Stoffel did. Stoffel score points. Yeah. Right, okay, got you. So the last driver to make their F1 debut in a McLaren. I, I want to say Michael Andretti. A bit more recent than that. Josh Verstappen? Nope. Oh, but... J-Mag. J-Mag? J-Mag. Oh, okay. geez, that's, this is where I knew he was a father. That's where I got confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, when he... Uh... So no pressure on Lando for next year? No. <laughs> Well, it was mid-season, don't forget. Yeah, Magnussen it made still, his... It was still his first F1 race. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I, I still think... I would th- say maybe Pedro de la Rosa maybe failed to score a point when he stood in. Yeah, but that wasn't his first F1 race. No, all right, okay. Made their actual F1 debut. I got you. First, first race in F1 in a McLaren. What do you think the chances are that um, both Lando and Sainz... Might be in a little competition to see who Fernando Alonso's teammate is for 2020. Not impossible. Mm. I think I think there's every chance of it. Because M- McLaren fucking love Alonso, don't they? They, or, or what should I say? Well, yeah, Zach Brown loves Zach Alonso. Brown. What do you reckon to this? Then the final judge on who Alonso's teammate will be in 2020 comes down to Alonso. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Because he's got someone that he's been working with all this year mm-hmm. and driven on the same team as back in uh, back in Daytona last January. Yeah. Don't forget that Lando Norris is Formula One's Kimoa athlete next yeah. year. And uh, he's got Carlos Sainz, who he's always been a strong supporter of because he's another Spanish driver on the grid. I think Fernando Alonso will end up being team principal of McLaren at some point when he retires from Formula One. If not team principal, he will be like Nicky Lauda of Mercedes. Yeah. So, the figurehead. Yeah. I can see Alonso going back to McLaren for a year, maybe two years, um, before he retires. And he he's forward-thinking enough to want the best driver as his teammate, you know, for, for the team going forward. No, it, it does seem like there's... Two drivers who he could definitely work with yeah. in the team. Did anyone see the drivers' press conference on Thursday? No, bits no. of it. It was the, the the first part of the drivers' press conference was George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso, and Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. 
And like poor Lando, I think he got like one question asked <laughs> to him the whole time he was there. George obviously got a couple of questions being Formula 2 champion, understudy to Lewis Hamilton. Um, somebody asked Fernando Alonso if he would become team principal or, you know, would he come back in a, you know, a sort of ambassadorial role, mm. a bigger role? And, and um, you know, maybe the head of the FIA. And Lewis said, definitely not the head of the FIA and had a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> and uh, Fernando went, oh, that's it. All the penalty points. <laughs> 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 Lots of penalties for this one. <laughs> well, John, John Sott announced this week that um, he's not doing a f- another term as FIA but head. He's, he's done this that before. one term, President. Jean Todd. Yeah, he said this before. I'm mm. not going to stand for re-election. Yeah. And then when nobody stood, he was just like, "Okay, I'll stand again." Then. Yeah. yeah apparently, Seth Blatter's thinking of. <laughs> I tell you what, when you have something like being head of the FIA, um, and nobody stands for it, if there's any sign of a corrupt, more corrupt organization, <laughs> come on, that's fucking crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, when Seth Blatter was in charge of FIFA, how many elections did he? Contest unopposed, yeah. and yeah. how corrupt was he? Yeah. Exactly. Um, Has next just, going, going back, going back to what happened just, yesterday. Just quickly before we go, because you mentioned press conferences, did you guys see the team press conference? No, no. Paul did. Uh, with I only saw highlights. Oh, uh, Toto Wolf uh, was asked about Ocon. I said, like, what's he said? Oh, he's going to do some sim work. He's going to be really work, working really closely with it. You know, it's. Uh, and we'll be getting ready for a race drive in 2020. To which point, Christian Horner leans over and says, "You might want to teach him uh, teach him what flags mean." Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of the bits I saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Haas. Grosjean in ninth, Magnussen in tenth. Um, double points. Double points finished. Not mm-hmm. binary. Grosjean obviously managed to not pick up damage from the flipping Hulkenberg fl- flip. Although, to be fair to Grosjean, yes, okay, he was involved in an altercation on track which ended up with the car upside down. Not his fault at all. No, not his not fault. Not Hulkenberg's either. And it, no, wasn't, and it wasn't Ericsson's fault. No, nobody's <laughs> fault. It was just it was a clash of wheels at the wrong angle for Hulkenberg and he just ended up upside down. Yeah. So let's not be too harsh on Roman Grosjean. As funny as it is that we found out that, of course, it was Grosjean that was involved in a car being upside down. Magnussen had a pretty awful weekend up until the race. What happened to Magnussen before the race? It, I don't know. He was just nowhere in free practice. He was nowhere in qualifying, if I remember right. He was... Pre- it, it, it was, was p- looking like a standard binary Haas weekend. Yeah, he was, he was pretty much anonymous. And then somehow he just managed to hook it all up on Sunday and put in, in the end, a decent decent performance. He can do that, though, hasn't he? And K-Mag is one of those drivers, much like Marcus Ericsson, who we've berated in the past, comes good every now and again. And this season, he's been pretty good for Haas. Grosjean was awful early season. And yeah. and, and towards the back end of the season, they've, they've leveled out a little bit. But K-Mag's been pretty consistent. Oh, he was prop- he was propping that team up for the first half of the season till, yeah. s- till Silverstone. Which is when Grosjean was at his first point scoring for Grosjean. It was 42 points, wasn't it, for K-Mag and none yeah. for Grosjean at I mean, one we, point. Well, I think Silverstone was the last, uh, the last time that was the end of Grosjean's pointless streak. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this today, uh, today or yesterday. We were, we were saying right up to the British Grand Prix, and the week after, he's got to be finished. He's well, done. I think he was until Sauber announced the signing of, of Giovinazzi because it was the, the day afterwards that Haas announced K-Mag and Grosjean. Mm. Now, I think they were waiting to see whether Giovinazzi would become free yeah. uh, to sign for Haas 
um, before they decided that to retain their drivers. And I, I honestly think that's the only thing that saved Grosjean's drive because I think early season they were like, right, we need to get rid of Roman because he's not just, he's just hemorrhaging. Do you know what the terrible thing is? I think deep down when you look at talent for talent, I think Grosjean's a better driver than Magnussen. But I just think... This year he hasn't been. No, no, I think he's a, a quicker driver. Yeah. But it just doesn't, like I've said before, he's fucking, he's fast and he crashes. He does, he does make stupid mistakes yeah. sometimes. Tell you what, they make them fucking uh, hasses strong though, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they can take a Renault rolling over them. <laughs> Well-built Italian cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wonder where they're going to be, because they've done a good job this year, Hass, because they, they've kind of been in the... Apart from a couple of races where they just clean hasn't worked for them, you know, yeah. and they've they've been basically last, haven't they, for a couple yeah, of like Grand Prix? Yeah. But that's been circuit dependent. But they have the car, the circuits that it, the cars work for has consistently worked. You know, it's well, rich energy are plowing loads of money into the month they for next year. So that, we think well, we think they are rich energy has so mm. that they're plowing loads of IOUs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, well, yeah, something anyway. Reeks of Force India, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> So we'll see what where the Haas can push forward. Um, well, no, it smells a little bit like Red Bull. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? I haven't seen a can in the wild. I've, I've drunk a can. Have you drunk I have a can? drunk a can. It yeah. was it was on sale in the hooded ram tent during the TT. I've drunk a can and it tastes like an energy drink. Right. Okay. Okay. They can put that on the review. <laughs> it tastes like an energy drink, in inverted commas. Paul from Three Legs, Four Wheels. <laughs> you heard it here first. Hey, yes. there is a rich energy IOM company. Yes, there is. So, so technically has a half Manx next year? Anyway. Hass, fella. Hass. <laughs> <laughs> uh Okay, moving on from Hass then. Who's next? Moving on from Hass. Uh, we have Renault next. Hulk obviously DNF'd. Yeah. Within the first few corners. Yeah. Um, and Science Best of the Rest Award. Yeah, Science was best of the rest. Although Hulk did get presented with the Formula 1.5 ceremonial plaque at the end of the season for finishing seventh in the Drivers' Championship by Sky. Oh, okay. Best of the rest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, it's, it's almost like... Here's his your nearly wooden spoon. Mm. Although they spelt Grand Prix without an I. What? I spelt it Grand Perks. I think PRX. Yeah, I think it's been a good year for Hulk. This. Yeah, I think it has been. Give, given what he's got, what how, what the car's been like, the fact that he's had and the competition, his best yeah, teammate yeah. for a Sainz while. Is a, is a, is a, not just Sainz, was, but all the other teams. Yeah, I, yeah and he finishes seventh. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I mean, I've always quite liked Hulkenberg because he seems like a nice bloke, the German Jensen Button. Yeah, but I. I wouldn't have had him beating Sainz over the course of a year. But he has. Yeah. Do you know what Hulk's done this season? What we've said Sainz does in a lot of races. He's just got on with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if Hulk puts Ricardo away next year. Because if he does, then that that's very telling. If, if he does, he, he must finally at least get the sort of eye of any of the top teams that need a driver. He's, I don't think he's ever actually been linked with a top team, has he? I, there was Ferrari fucking rumours for a hot minute when every driver on the grid, remember when like Jensen Button was linked to go to Ferrari and Mark Webber was linked to go to Ferrari. I think Hulkenberg was in the sights as well at one point. He was in a car there for him. Hulkenberg to Mercedes. There's, there's one for you. Wouldn't be a stupid move. 
I, I, take... I think he'd be quite a Mercedes-y driver as well, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. All right, so it gets to the end of 2020. The 2021 regulations actually come in on time. Mm-hmm. Hamilton has decided, no, I don't like this. There's too many races. I'm off. Hamilton, has... Hamilton will drive Ferrari before he leaves the sport. Bottas has proved to be useless. German dream team, Hulk and Vettel in Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Ham- Hamilton will drive a Ferrari uh, before he leaves Formula One because Ferrari want Hamilton and it's far too good for the Hamilton brand to miss being a Ferrari driver. I think Mercedes would pay him an absolute fortune to retire and not drive a Ferrari, and then he could say that everything he's achieved, he's done with Mercedes power. I don't think he needs Mercedes money. I think he, I think now and in the future, he's he's going to be like a David Beckham when he, when he leaves yeah. the sport. He's going to transcend the sport and make more money than he made while he was a Formula One driver. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I think... Hulkenberg could be a decent shout as a Lewis Hamilton teammate. Yeah, yeah, I he's do. Easy going enough, but fast. The, the, and he's got that steel behind him mm. as well. He might be easy going, but he's not a pushover. I still think Hulkenberg might end up being of a one time world champion at some point. Point, you know, like a Jensen Button mm. in Braun. Yeah, might just find himself in the right place at the right time and then do the job with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, science, though, if it, Renault were planning on spending as much money on next year's car as um, Honda spent on what became the Braun, yeah, who's to say? Mm. Yeah, science though jumping jumping ship to McLaren after less than a year with the team, just yeah. But obviously that went from when that was announced, it was uh, it just seems a bit a bit odd. I don't think he jumped. I th- I think he knew what was going on. Yeah, because maybe let, he did. Let's face it. If if Hulkenberg Hulkenberg seems to be part of that team. Um, he's done better than science over the course of the year. And if 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 you were making your fantasy uh, team and someone said, right, you've got Hulkenberg, you can have either Danny Ricardo or Carlos Sainz. Oh, Danny Ricardo, Danny yeah. Every yeah. day, every yeah. single day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't forget, the situation with science was he was still under contract at Red Bull and at, um, at Renault on loan. And... Nobody put on, nobody put the right offer in yeah. for him, mm-hmm. and he exercised his option to leave both organisations at once when the McLaren seat came up. Yeah, well, I think Renault clearly had eyes on Ricardo because that the, the, those talks must have been going on for a while. Because I think basically um, Ricardo was dictated where science went because at one point Ricardo was uh, linked to McLaren as well. Uh, and Renault. And Renault were about to sign Ocon, and then all of a sudden it was Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. but I think um, I think Science had to sit there and wait to see where Ricardo went before he could go to the other team. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it, it was a shock because there was talk about him going back to Red Bull mm. to replace Ricardo if Ricardo jumped ship. Yeah. But it's just he. Made, it, I was I was amazed that he made the first move. I I never thought he was g- going to go back to Red Bull. There was just something about that. It seemed odd, didn't it? I mean, there was, I, I the, think him and Verstappen, Verstappen had issues. Mm. I mean, there was all the stories about them um, not getting on even their respective uh, garage crews coming to blows yeah, yeah, yeah. when they were both at Toro Rosso. And I don't know this. Like, I really liked science. When he first came into Formula One, you know, when we were we were praising him yeah. really highly against Verstappen, saying everyone's talking about Verstappen, no one's talking about science, that that sort of thing. But he, 
I don't know whether he's plateaued or even declined a bit. Yeah, I mean, he's been great until he's joined Renault, and I wonder how much of that is Hulk putting him away a little bit. Yeah. Because even at Toro Rosso, before, just before he joined well, Renault to replace his... Palmer, he finished fourth at Singapore. And it'd be, but his last year in Toro Rosso, the Toro Rosso wasn't particularly good. And who was his teammate? Kvyat. Kvyat. So he had a... Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as I say, you know, even finishing fourth in a Toro Rosso at Singapore is something still pretty special. Mm. And then he went and joined Renault, and it looked like he taken a couple of races to get his feet under the table. And then this year, he's just not... He's not been... He's not been on top. Yeah, and as I say, I wonder how much of that is just Hulkenberg just There's managing been, to just keep him. Mm. Keep There's him been back too many Q twos we've not seen him in. Yeah, yeah. just keep him back half a step. I, I think Hulkenberg's quite a clever guy with stuff like that too, because I know it's it's all it's all fun and games and jokes, but like little comments matter. And I was, there was an interview with him and Science together, and they were asked like what what they thought about the drivers. I think I've said this on the podcast before, actually, when it happened. Um, where what they were going to miss about each other, and what uh, then Hulkenberg was asked, "What are you looking forward to about having Daniel Ricciardo in the team with him, like being looked at as like one of the nicer, most easier people to get on with the grid?" And he said, "It'll be really nice to have a fast teammate." And it's all in joke, yeah. But it's just the, little. That kind of thing can hurt. Yeah, yeah. Mm, digging the knife in yeah. a little bit. Yeah, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's. I think it's not a bad thing for Hulkenberg because I think Ricardo might push Hulkenberg to be better. Yeah. Renault, I think, is the team to look for so far for next year. I think they've got to be, haven't they? They, they I mean, they're a works team. They yeah. shouldn't. They shouldn't be where they are. I think you're right with Salber as well. You know, Salber wants to keep an eye on. Haas might be the, again the ones that lose out here. I just think Renault with that driver lineup and and if they are making the gains they're they're, they're saying they're making. Yeah, they're going to be the ones to look for. The big problem with Renault is what's going on at the top. New head of F1, new head of everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I meant at the top of Renault, not at the top of F1. Yeah. With the CEO being arrested. Yeah, but... Um, also, Jerome Stoll's gone Jerome well. Stoll's yeah. gone or, as well. Or so, going. Yeah, going. So it's a, it's a new head of Renault F1. Ah, right, yeah. And he's getting a new boss as well. Yeah. I mean, it depends, doesn't it? That could that could mean everything or nothing if, it's, if it trickles down to the Formula 1 team at all, you know. Look at Ferrari. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the only difference I, I'd say is I think... Ferrari are probably a more micromanaged organization than Renault are. Yeah, you know, I think Renault are probably quite compartmentalized with the bits. Yeah, I, mm. I think with Renault, it's more likely to be like the end of Honda, where they just say, actually, we're not putting the money into that anymore. Yeah, it could or, be. Or, or that's, that's the risk that they face. That's the, not necessarily what will happen. The only reason... I don't think that'll happen with Renault is if there's any team on the grid or any, sorry, any manufacturer on the team uh, on the grid that saw what winning a world championship does to your car sales, it was Renault. But how many times have Renault left F1? <sighs> they've always had a presence though, haven't they? The team's left, but they've, you know, it's, well, I don't know. Cause I mean, they dropped out of supplying engines in at the end yeah, of 97 not, yeah but not for a long time I, and they dropped they dropped out of supplying engines but they kind of were because you had mechachrome engines there didn't you and the reason they dropped out of supplying engines was because at 
Their, their words at the time was, a Renault engine winning in Formula One doesn't make news anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they put Briatore in charge of it. Look what happened there. Um, Won a world championship. Or two not, world championships. Not with the Mechacron. No, but they did, win, yeah. they did with Renault. Yeah. <laughs> Three. I, somewhere, I, I Nin- would... 95, 96, 97 were all Renault championships. I, th- I say without... Not with Briatore in charge, but no. then he left to head up the Mechachrome side of things, which then Renault sold off. Yeah. And they the were... Benetton sold to Renault. Yeah. I still think Briatore is one of the greatest uh, team, team, team managers in the history of Formula One. And I think there's an alternate universe where Crashgate didn't happen... Briatore wasn't forced out of the sport and he turned Renault around again to a championship winning team. And then we wouldn't have to deal with Pat's, watching Pat Simmons on TV. Mm. <laughs> There's always a positive side. Yeah. I love Briatore, I think he's great. He's a character, we'll definitely give him that. Yeah. Um, he's like a calm Eddie Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, if, if Renault do pull out again... Um, I don't think they will. Just wait for three years' time and they buy the team back again. I don't yeah. think they will. So what about See, that? That would be the Hulkenberg Championship in the sort of Honda Braun, yeah, type scenario. I'm I'm surprised there isn't more. Like we get Team Briatore. I'm surprised there isn't more. It's like smaller, well, not small, because Renault's obviously not a small car manufacturer, but like a, a VWs and stuff like that come into Formula One because. What what that must do to car sales must be mega for them if they do well because anybody can buy a Renault. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. I've got a Renault sat outside. Uh, I haven't got a Mercedes or a Ferrari. <laughs> I, I think I said last year, don't see VW coming in because the, the part of their group is yeah. is in the sport. Yeah, Kia or someone like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised mm-hmm. to see. Look how one of the South Korean brands joining. Look how well those um, the Renault Clio Sport did, and you can't tell me that those um, those sales didn't do well th- through that period because they had fucking Alonso doing donuts in it or Jensen Button out in one and stuff. Yo, that that stuff all matters to car manufacturers. And the Clio that you used to be able to buy in Williams Renault colours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Williams Clio. It was a limited edition yeah. Williams Clio in blue and gold. Yeah, with mm-hmm. the big can exhaust, you could hear it coming about 10 minutes before yeah. you saw it. I know I know. Fiat have nothing to do with Williams, but I also don't think it's any. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a coincidence that the, the little Fiats have got like the martini stripe along it. That's... Just, yeah, that's a, just an Italian racing thing. No, I know, I know it is, but I think the only reason that's back on the uh, on cars that you can buy is because there's that visual presence in Formula One. People don't need to equate it. People just need to uh, right and, and think what it is. Yeah, they just need to see something. I, th- I think the yeah. Fiat may have been doing it before. Yeah, but who, Williams, was but who remembers it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got a stripe on there, or it goes faster. Yes, Red Bull. Um. What the hell happened to Verstappen at the start? Bogged down, didn't he? Mm. He got a terrible start. Terrible start. Lost lost second gear by the looks of things at one point. Um, was getting overtaken for fun. I think he dropped, dropped as low as 12th and then made it back up to 10th by turn one. Hang on, what position did he start? He started 12th, didn't he? No, he started 5th. Started 5th or 6th. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he was twelfth at one point in Q two because he just didn't have the speed on the ultras. So he had, he was the um, he was the highest driver up the grid starting on the hypersofts. Ah, okay. And he was losing speed losing speed on the straights. 
for the first couple of laps. Anyone else think uh, Red Bull robbed Daniel Ricciardo of a podium by pitting Verstappen first? Ricciardo does because uh, he R- basically... Ricciardo st- started on ultras. Verstappen started on hypers. You'd expect Verstappen to pit first. Yeah, yeah, but they give him... I think they left him out too long. They The strategy they gave him didn't seem like it was ever really, really going to work. Well, he, said, he said himself, I led for 15, about 15 laps, that was fun, but there was nothing I could do after that. Yeah, he had, he had like a 20-second ga- 20 lead at one point, which would have, it would have only, if they'd have pitted him, he would have come out, what, behind? Seven seconds behind the leader. Yeah, yeah, uh, with like, a car quicker than the Ferrari. I'm surprised Red Bull didn't take advantage of the virtual safety car. yeah. Uh, you know, with at least one of their cars, split the strategy, bring one of them in. I can't, I can't help think that Ricardo was an afterthought in that race. And yeah. it was, you know, let's see what, let's get Verstappen as far up the road as we can. Yeah. Well, they we were, were on a split strategy to begin with. Yeah, we were having a, uh, that conversation, weren't we, in the in the blog room as to you know Verstappen versus Ricardo. Can you can you imagine Red Bull asking Verstappen? Oh, it's Dan's last race. Go on, can can you just mm-hmm. just you know Max isn't going to do that, and also. With Max being their number one driver next year, like quite clearly their number one driver, at least going into 2019, you don't want to be asking your next year's number one driver. No. Just be nice to the other guy, just just one last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they would have asked him to move, knowing full well that he wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. I, th- that way it's not the team's fault. Yeah. No. See, the thing is, I think... That's good psychology. I think Ricardo would have been second. I think, I think Ricardo would have beat Vettel if he'd have come out close enough. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. He might, he might, because Hamilton seemed to have enough in hand anyway, didn't he? You know, there was, yeah, there was uh, a bit of speed to be had there. That yeah, anytime it looked like anyone was was closing the gap a mm. bit, he just sort of put in a personal best for yeah. a sector or something. Just be like, there you go, that'll do. But yeah, it was a disappointing final race for Danny Ricciardo for Red Bull. Hope that he does find himself in a podium available car and race winning car in, in you know in the next couple of seasons maybe not next season but we'll see and uh Mac, as for max well you know he has to see how the red bull works out with the honda and we've already mm-hmm. had that discussion so and see how he fares against pierre gasly as well mm-hmm. yeah the thing is gasly's got honda knowledge already hasn't he he knows honda he knows how they work he knows how they want to set up that power unit yeah so that's valuable to him as well as to to red bull so We'll see. Mm. Anyone uh, anyone see the press conference after the race? Which no. one? Yeah. The actual top three press conference. So. No. So I saw part of it. The um, having a baby comment. Oh, yes. Yeah. For, that worked. For anyone, for anyone that missed it, um, what are your plans? You seem to be counting the days till the next race. Seb, why don't you start? What are your plans? Hamilton asked him, another baby? Vettel said, I don't know. Quickly done. If you need advice, I know how to do it. Max, keep pushing. Uh, Vettel, um, I don't know how long you two want to be in free practice. Max, I like free practice. That's similar to a conversation that they had in their drivers. Yeah. Or was it? Was it when? Um, was it when Grosjean uh, announced he was going to be a dad? And it was just like, does it change you know, how you drive in Formula One when you know you've got children? Uh, what have we got next? Ferrari's next. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. Again, another disappointing last race. Mm. Car died. Looked like maybe a, 
an electrics problem because the the camera stopped. Yeah, complete yeah. electrical failure on the car. Everything just just. Is that you had a good weekend as well too? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was looking. Okay. He was looking good all weekend. Mm. Yeah, on a track where you need to leave him alone because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Mm. Well, we had um, Kimmy's was the second camera failure of the weekend when his picture froze, but there was one in the pit lane as well where all we saw was the side of Marcus Ericsson's head for about two minutes. Yeah, whilst the <laughs> yes. race was going on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it looked like electric. Steering wheel died. The comms went. The camera went just after the sudden stop. Pulled up in the middle of the pit lane. I thought we were going to get another virtual safety car for that. We did get virtual safety oh, sorry, car. Sorry, a full on safety car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, he stopped on the start line, didn't he? Yeah. Because um, the car died just after he passed the pit lane entrance. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he went, to, went to open the power, didn't he, after the last corner? Nothing. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. not a thing. So yeah, uh, disappointing last race with Ferrari. Yeah, I'm I'm glad it's not his final race for Formula One though. I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad we still get to see Kimi. As I say, I'm quite looking forward to seeing Kimi spearheading a team next year. Mm. So he's clearly the 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 you know the elder statesman in Formula mm. One, and he's going to be the, the the team leader at Sauber. Yeah, I think, I think you're surprised. I he hasn't been a team leader since he was at Lotus, and that mm. was that was good. We enjoyed yeah. Kimi at Lotus. Mm. I'll announce it now. Um, to celebrate Kimmy's career with Ferrari, we have got our hands on a, another copy of Kimmy's Book of Haiku, mm-hmm. and we'll be launching a competition for that next weekend. Woo. And I think we ought to have a poetry competition. A haiku competition. A haiku competition. Sounds good. So that will be appearing on the website and on social media Bo- bonus, over the po- bonus points if it has a Kimmy Reich an illustration on it as well. Yeah, if you're sending it in by email, it's not really all that easy to put an illustration on. Fucking scan it. <laughs> get practicing your haikus for a so Kimi Raikkonen. Get, work, get working on your haikus, and I'll um, we'll have the details on next week's show. If you don't know what they are, use Google. <laughs> I'm trying to make I'm trying to make up a haiku involving Google, but I, I don't have the no. capacity. No. no. Um, but Vettel, second place. Never was, really looked like winning. No, it was it was an epitome of the season, really, for Sebastian Vettel, wasn't it? It was too little, too late. He really had the hammer down the last couple of laps. It was just like, yeah, but but Lewis got like a five second lead. You're not yeah. going to catch five seconds on him in the last two laps, mate. What you did, you should have done this four laps ago. He had he had newer tires, but that yeah. didn't really make any difference in yeah. the end. Like you shouldn't have put the car in the barrier in Germany. Uh, you shouldn't have tried, you shouldn't have gone shouldn't have spun round in Monza. Shouldn't have spun round in Japan. You shouldn't have spun round in in Austin. Sounds like somebody's this, got a bad case of the shouldn't But the, the, it wasn't this year though, was it? This Sebastian Vettel started in Baku like last year. When he clashed wheels with Lewis yeah. Hamilton. That was that. That was like the, 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 the be, signs that there's something not quite right. With seems Sebastian to be a, a lot more respect between them this year. I mean, I don't know if anybody saw they they swapped, they helmets. swapped helmets. Yeah, yeah. swapped helmets. Um, Although Lewis says he won't be able to wear Seb's because Seb's got a really small head. <laughs> <laughs> did, did did you see the video of that? Did anyone else get the feeling that it wasn't quite Seb's idea? <laughs> yeah, he's just like cooking my helmet away. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's, it's become the sort of the whole the, the thing to do, hasn't it? It was obviously Alonso was has been collecting helmets for his um, for his museum. Um, yeah, and painting Kimoa logos all over all the sponsor other sponsors' logos on them. Has he really? Well, no, but it wouldn't surprise me if he had. He's, well, I was, was going to say news, Paul. He's, That's he's fake news. He's going to become a professional tagger. You'll see him on like the side of trains and stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Nigel Mansell was never sponsored by Kimoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and half of Jackie Stewart's head was as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Jackie Stewart had a Kamoa watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if I go back to the Manson Museum, do you reckon I'd get away with sticking a couple of Kamoa stickers in the... <laughs> <on> the <laughs> do it. <laughs> on the glass cabinets. Kamoa. Alonso's already been there. He's covered in them now. Yeah, probably, yeah. Probably. <laughs> and then sign the visitor's book. <laughs> yeah, you can sign the visitor's book afterwards. If you, I, I really enjoyed the, the museum, Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, that, that'll... It's nice to see like a friendly world championship. There's been not really... Even though they had a couple of tangles, no animosity between Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel. Um, Do you know why? There's just been this mutual respect. But I think the only reason that it's been like that is because... Vettel fell away. Vettel I, knows if it gets nasty, he's going to lose anyway. No, no, I think I think if it would have carried on, like for, from the summer break, it looked very unlikely the way it started to roll out that Hamilton was going to lose the championship. No, at summer break, it looked like he was going to lose it. It looked like it was Vettel's to no, win. No, after the summer break. Yeah. So when, when Lewis Hamilton got on this relentless roll that he yeah. seems to be able to get in the second half of a season. Yeah. I think if it would have carried on trading wins a bit more, then you'd have might have seen seen a more feisty championship. But there was no feist to be had. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um... Yeah, Hamilton had got the better of him, and he knew it. And mm. there was no point rubbing rubbing his nose in it because it might be reversed in future years. But yeah, yeah, I think they Mag- know. Magnanimous in victory. Mm. I think they know as well, don't they? The next probably two years is that is them two. Fighting yeah. at the top, probably, unless probably. Charles Leclerc has anything to say or about it. Or Honda sorts something out. Or, or Renault. Renault sorts something out. Or mm. um, seeing as the Ferrari was the best car on the grid this year, then Haas might be in with a shout next year. No, not, <laughs> not for winning world championships. But, I mean, even Renault, I think if, if uh, the, the best Renault can hope for is that they can put themselves in a... Race-winning. Or not a race-winning, not, not really a race-winning car... But a car capable of picking up the pieces like a Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. But the only the only reason I don't think they'll have that is because I was saying to my dad on the yeah, when we watched where we were watching the Grand Prix that he, like when when they pitted Ricardo, which was kind of, kind of like a roll of the dice, you know, when he when he was he had all that pace to catch up. Yeah. Um, they didn't win Abu Dhabi, but there's no team better on the grid than winning than Red Bull. Oh, I've, I said yes. that a lot earlier in the year, yeah. didn't yeah. I? Because uh, it, it sounds like a they, stupid. They thing. shouldn't pick up a single win in a no, year. No, no, not at all. Um, uh, but it, it, they've just there must be the you know like where, where we said in Ferrari, uh, people aren't allowed to make mistakes in Ferrari. That doesn't seem to be the case in Red Bull. You know, it's it, it seems to be like fortune favors the brave is yeah. is applauded in the team. Mm. Kind of, kind of the opposite of what we've what we said about Williams for a long time because Chris, you, I think it was you came up with this. They've forgotten how to win. Yeah, Red yeah. Bull have never known how to lose. Mm. Um, well, they have, but but not they've they've always, they've built up winning, haven't they? From when they took over the team and and they've just they just sort of kept that there. I think Christian Horner that you know. Yeah, they haven't lost that mentality. But if you've got the third fastest car, meaning there's there's four drivers quicker than you. Yeah, the only way you're going to get on the podium, let alone win races, mm-hmm. is by doing something that the others aren't doing, where there's a twenty percent chance of it working. Yeah, and they and they do that and they do it well. Yeah, see, I thought it spoke volumes for like the pit wall for Red Bull when you know when it 
started raining in the desert. Um, and it flashed back to the Red Bull Bull Garage, and Christian Horner was sort of lent out of the out of the looking at how it was yeah, looking at how it was behaving. Yeah, he's the only team boss that you get the feel is is looking and making decisions. Every other team boss appears to be waiting for staff to tell them what their opinion is, and then they make a decision on what they think is the best option from there. I don't, I don't, Which I don't, is do the opposite to Mercedes or yes. do the opposite to yeah. Ferrari. I don't, I don't know, because Arriva Ben is good at telling you when it rains, because every 10 minutes he nips off for a cig and he comes, he comes <laughs> back and he's like... Is he wet? Yeah, right. It's raining. Box for inters. <laughs> I, I think you'd be if if that, you. That sounds like an old fisherman's thing. If a river Benet is wet, it's raining. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, if you looked at a river Benet's head and decided whether that meant it was wet or dry outside, <laughs> that is a brave call. Mm. <laughs> it's raining. Chip fat. <laughs> you notice the Ferrari uniforms are the same colour as the Brill Cream packaging. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's going to be like. Um, Sort of darker shoulder pads on the on the next lot, so it doesn't show the grease up so much. What was it coming to America? Soul glow, <laughs> Italian edition. <laughs> right, Mercedes. I'm calling this binary result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it was. Championship. Yeah. Yep. Fifth in the race, fifth in the championship is not not good enough for Valtteri Bottas. I'm afraid. No. What was he in the championship last year? Was he second in the championship last year or third? Third, third. I think, yeah. yeah, third, because it was Bettler and Hamilton again, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> a fifth in the best, well, joint best, second best, whatever, whichever one you want, you want to put it. It's just not good enough, is it? In a car that's better than a Red Bull, but finished behind a Red Bull driver. Yeah. And where was Kimmy? Was Kimmy... Kimmy was third. Third. So you finished... By, so it was Verstappen... Fourth. Verstappen was fourth. Yeah. So you've got a guy in front of you which hasn't got the car to fucking be there. That's only won yeah. one race all year. Mm-hmm. But still one more race than you've won. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, isn't it something that I'm convinced in the time it took Lewis Hamilton to win eight races, Bottas had had three podiums in the, in the, you know, when he went on that back to back run of wins. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Kimmy, who's ev- everyone says is coming towards the end of his career and probably shouldn't st- still be in Ferrari. And who's gone from picking up seventh places to yeah. winning races to He's being, in being front a permanent spot yeah. on the podium. Oh, that, uh, do you know what? I think that almost did as much damage to Bottas as Hamilton's performance has done to him yeah. is when Kimmy won a race. Yeah. You know, that, that then, the, it, he must have thought to himself, like, Fucking hell. Yeah, what have I got to fucking do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially as it was the race after Russia, wasn't it? Fucking was it America hell. that Raikkonen won? Do you know what? Yeah. The, I know this is obvious, and it's an obvious thing to say, but just let that sink in. You've got four, uh, three top teams in Formula One. Everyone won a race apart from Bottas. Yeah. 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 That's fucking crazy when you think yeah, about Ricardo, that. ding. Verstappen, ding. Ricardo, ding, ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Raikkonen, ding. Vettel, some dings. Hamilton, many <laughs> Eleven dings. Eleven dings. <laughs> yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard to get your head round and... Somebody's I mean... got to ring the bell to make the dings. Hamilton scored 408 points this season. Yeah. 
that's more than he scored, even with double points Abu Dhabi, mm. you know, in 2014. More points than anyone has ever scored in a single championship. It's he won th- 11 races out of 22, was it? 21. 21, more than half of them. Yeah. Mm. And... He's won, so more, four, he's won over half the races in the hybrid era yeah. as well, if you, yeah. if you work yeah. it out. So 408 points. How many points did Valtteri Bottas score this season? I don't know. 247. Jeez. Yeah. Nearly half. half well, half-ish. Yeah, pretty pretty mm. much half Yeah, points. almost half, yeah. yeah. Closer to half than it should be. Yeah. Because <laughs> technically he should be on somewhere like three quarters because it's more or less three quarters of the points for coming second. Mm. Yeah. He's just been, he's been destroyed, hasn't he, this year? Like, Absol- absolutely, absolutely destroyed. That would be if, if the McLaren was capable of actually challenging, that's Alonso Stoffel type but destroying. Bottas yeah, is only five points away from third place in the championship. But what happened to him in those closing, well, in, in like the final third of that race? Mm. I believe there was a problem with one of the tyres it wasn't on at quite the right angle or something mm-hmm. and it suddenly changed after being on for all of those laps because they stopped the, this is what the pit lane is saying and I know he had a um, free pit stop once he'd already gone down to fifth yeah. but that didn't matter then he had a free pit stop he was 20 seconds behind everyone yeah. else but it did seem to be all of a sudden he went from holding on to being caught very rapidly and then passed. Yeah. And it seemed to be driver errors. It may not have been. Might be, well, might no, be if, well, if it was a problem with the tyres, then yeah, well, I mean, it would I, show up in exactly this way. Before he stopped, um, they showed him running wide on about three or four different corners over the course of two laps. Well, they said brakes, didn't they? They said we, think, uh, the, we wanted to check something because we thought there might be something with your brakes, but then that disappeared. Changing fucking tyres isn't going to do anything to your brakes. No, no. When they stopped and they said it was because of the because he, he had a bit of a clash with uh, Verstappen. Mm. Um, they wanted to just they wanted he had a yeah, free pit yeah, stop yeah. when he was down at fifth. Oh anyway. yeah, there, there was. I know he wasn't so really they just taken. You know, they wanted to check there was no damage on the tyres mm. before. Um, yeah, I I also well feel if there'd have been an issue when he was locking up, um, it would have either persisted or gotten worse. But basically, he had one lap, which was really scruffy, and he locked up a couple of times, and then everything went back to normal. Mm. So that's ju- that suggests a scruffy lap or a scruffy couple of laps to me. But a wonderful, wonderfully controlled win, should we say, for Lewis Hamilton. He questioned the courses you'd expect him to. The virtual safety car pit stop, which brought him out. Was it That was fifth place or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Behind yeah. the rebels. said, did you know we were going to come out behind these guys? To which the answer was, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, it's fine. You're the, running, you're running till the end. They've all got to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lewis himself said he wasn't sure at that point that those tires and that car would take him to the end of the race, but they did. I think what he what he might it was be a great about. controlled race. Yeah. Uh, uneventful. No, but I wonder if what he was worried about when he came out behind the Red Bull was uh, he knew how much pace he had in his pocket. So if he, uh, if he was wondering whether Ferrari had a similar pace in clean air. And whether Vettel would have yeah. been able to, you know, if all of a sudden they fucking Red Bull decide to leave Ricardo out for a fucking decade, whether Vettel would be able to gap him and get a pit stop on him. Yeah, that's probably what the worry was. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, but yeah, just con- just controlled it completely and mm. never really under threat from anyone. No, put, put to bed those those horrible 
not 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 a boss word. Horrible statistic about not winning race or getting pole mm. after winning a championship. He's done it twice now. Yeah, um, yeah. In two races since. Um, but I think that's because he's got a different focus. I know, like you were saying before, I, I believe so too. Yeah. I think he now wants all the wins. That's seven, 72 wins, I think yeah. Sean said it's, get, it's getting, It's getting... 83 <laughs> poles, 72 <laughs> wins. He could be nearly at Schumacher's record by the end of next year. Yeah, well, he, technically speaking, he could break it He could year. do, but he'd, but he'd have to that, win every race. That'd have to be some year. Yeah. Every race. That'd have to be a really good year. Mm. Way. <laughs> and Pirelli have resigned, so it won't be a good year. We haven't even put that in the news. No, we haven't even got as far as the news yet. So, driver of the day for everyone. Lewis Hamilton. Carlos Sainz. Not Sergei Sorokin, because he can't win every vote. No, although we did Ooh. win the... Valtteri Bottas, because I, I love a good um, sport nervous breakdown. And I think he's... He's well on his way to entertaining me all through next year. Because <laughs> if there's anything gets me happy, it's other people's misery. Well, Toto's described him as needing to go away for the winter and remember that he's a strong Finnish warrior. Martin Brundle, on the other hand, says he probably needs a good, good sports psychologist because the last thing he wants to see is Lewis Hamilton's naked back or rear wing. All right, then. Mm. Mm. Yeah, wasn't sure about the stripping on the podium. Oh, it was cool. It was, it was a different thing, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I, I like things like that. It's... It'll make a good picture. Yeah, should have got booked for taking his shirt off for celebrating. <laughs> um, hero and villain. Uh, oh, by the way, Hamilton was the driver of the day. I was only joking about Bottas. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vettel won the official one. Did he? No, 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 no. Alonso. Oh, was it Alonso? Yeah. It was Alonso, yeah. Um, hero and villain. I don't think anyone. Bottas is, the, Bottas is the villain because he's, villain. he's fi he finished a season off by wasting a Mercedes seat. Yeah, a slightly villainous drive, I suppose. Um, it's just, it's it's not even will. It's just it's not. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Do you know who my yeah, yes, Fernando. <laughs> Do you know who my hero is? Roman Grosjean. If he comes on the radio straight away, is he okay? He did put him in the wall. He didn't put him in the wall. <laughs> yeah. But coming on the radio straight away, being like, is he all right? Is yeah, he okay? Yeah, yeah that's because he thought he might have murdered somebody again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Hamilton. Be, ding, in all fairness. Alonso. Ding. Hulkenberg. <laughs> just got a load of like, little look like racing driver helmets with crosses through on the side of his car. <laughs> damn you, I'm sure Dick Dastably used to do that. In all fairness, though, I don't think that incident was his fault. I think no, it, it, it was no, a racing incident. Racing incident, incident yeah. pure and simple. The, just it, clash it was, of wheels that was just at such an angle. Yeah, yeah. At such a turning. I mean, Hulk described it as um, I locked up and went wide. He locked up, went wider. Yeah. Or the, or the other way around. Um, I couldn't see him. We touched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them things. Right, our predictions. Um, let me load this up. Before we start reading these out, I'd just like to remind everybody that whoever wins, if it wasn't me, it's a hollow win because I had a whole race stolen from me. By not sending a prediction in. What? No, everyone else, <laughs> you remind. <laughs> so, start with you, Chris. You go on there. Raikkonen. No. Bottas. No. Hamilton. Well. One point. Dan. Yes. Bottas. No. Hamilton. Vettel. Two points. 
Lee, Hamilton, Raikkonen, Ricardo. Yeah. Me, Vettel, Raikkonen, Bottas. And Sean, Bottas, Vettel and Ricardo. Three points. So the final scores. Dan, 54 points. Chris, 55. Two-way tie for second. Yep. Lee and Sean, 61. Yeah, other people might not have. And I've won 65. Well done. Yeah. We're going to have to do that one again next season, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. You might win it fairly next time. Oh, God. We're never going <laughs> to wear the end of this. Um, <laughs> for the listeners one, we're going to do a full season one for next year. Yeah, thanks for joining in for the last few races of, the, of this season. Was it uh, Jennifer Muller who... Yeah, Jennifer Muller won that with um, 28 points after a solid seven points in the last two races. Very good. Well done, Jennifer. So keep an eye out at the start of next season for uh, for that on the website. Mm-hmm. Right, news. Finally, after two hours of podcast. Well, it was a long. It was a <laughs> long race. Um, Jesus. Yep. Longer shows do better. Cubits uh, are in. Alban in. Hartley done. Yeah, but I've got there. Cubits are in because that happened last week. We, everybody knows that Cubits is in the Williams yep. for next year. Alexander Alban was announced this uh, this evening. Yep, for Mon- Toro Rosso. Monday news. So that only leaves one seat left to confirm, as Dan rightfully pointed out. Yes. Who will get that second Force India seat? <laughs> well, they're testing this Canadian guy this week in um, in Abu Dhabi for the Pirelli test. So I think they're evaluating what he's like. I can't, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Could think... say it'd be a walk in the park. Stroll. Be a stroll in the park. You could. <laughs> but you won't. <laughs> Apparently it's going to be announced at some point this week. Even if it's Tuesday, we're not having a jump cut. No, we're not. Because it's, everyone knows... It's the, there is a complete there. grid for oh. next year. Yeah. At if, if the they, moment. If they announce someone and it's not the person we think it is, will yeah. we have a jump cut? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if they announce Nicholas Latifi or Fernando Alonso. Or Nick De Vries. Dan was saying earlier today, it is weird that... We're, when everyone else is in place now... Yeah. Why? Um, what, 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 why not confirm him? Exactly. It's a bit odd, isn't it? It is. Do you reckon the rest of Lawrence Stroll's mates are like, don't fucking sign him, he's fucking shit? Well, this is the only thing I can think, <laughs> is maybe there is some sort of in, inner team, like, disagreement I, over I it. I don't think, yeah, but even if there is, you'd expect, you'd expect Ocon to still be part of the picture. But I don't, I don't think... Unless Force Indy don't want him. <laughs> no, seriously, yo. Yeah, maybe he's, he's, he's had a seat fitting, they're putting him, they're putting him in the car. No, no, unless they don't want Ocon. Stroll's not not a terrible driver. Do you know what we, I mean? To be fair, we don't know that. No. We're, we're <laughs> we pretty, don't know if he's good or not. Yeah, but when the Williams has been on an equal footing, you know, with the rest of the field, yeah. which in the last two years has been in the wet at Monza and at... Uh, he know, has done well in wet yeah, conditions. In wet conditions, but we know which are equalisers. Yeah. Equalizers. Po- had a podium. Smoke uh, Hulkenberg. And also... And also, yeah, and also, you know, uh, Baku, the, the yeah. year that all the sh- shenanigans happened. Podium, you know, so... Mm-hmm. He, so the he's, testing a driver he's able. The testing a driver that's great in the wet in Abu Dhabi. Then again, it might be raining there now. Mm-hmm. It might they, be. They have thunderstorms predicted for this week. Yeah. But the, he's... Um, 
He's an unknown quantity after two seasons in Formula One. He's, de- he's definitely one of the stories of the fucking next year. Yeah. Mm. There's so many stories opening up for next year. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. I mean, th- this season, it hasn't actually finished on the cliffhanger, but it might as well have done because it has set the, it's set the next series up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um... I, I think it's it's a done it's a done deal and it will happen this week. Mm. It's just I think they're not announcing it because it keeps people like us talking about Force India. Yeah, that makes more sense than anything else. Probably. Yeah, they're yeah they they're, get, they're getting more news stories about no news. Yeah. Or are they going to have a cringeworthy Christmas reveal where he wears a Force India Christmas jumper? Mm. I'd wear yeah. a Force India Christmas jumper. I, think, I wouldn't. I think talking about Ocon at the minute though is kind of burying the lead here. I, I, because I want to know what you guys. I, I only know what you two think about it. Not, not so much Paul. I want to know what you think about uh, um, Kubica being signed. Because after the dust, after the hype, sort of went, oh wow, they've, they've signed Kubica. Uh, I can't not think it's a fucking terrible move. I don't think it's a terrible move. I think it's a terrible move. It's a waste of a seat. I think they've done it for money. Like most of the Williams bad and bad mistakes that they've done over the years, I think it's a roll of the dice that is possibly going to work really well for them and possibly not. And where Williams are at the moment, that is but how well possibly sensible. You're going to have a 34 year old driver that's been out. But if take it take his physical impairment away, he's been out of the sport for eight years, and he's 34 at the start of next year. So am I. <laughs> Kids these days. You were 34? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm already 34. But yeah. oh. uh, too old for a William C. Yeah, too old. Yeah. Sorry, mate, I thought you were the same age as me. Nah. <laughs> it's just my paper round wasn't that easy. You're, well, too, you're too tall for a William C right. as well. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Paul's fucking 35. His paper paper round was Baghdad. <laughs> no, I used to Baghdad have to do all... in Yorkshire. Yeah. No, I, I used to have to do all the posh houses with the, all the colour supplements on a Sunday. <laughs> um, Word a ton, and that was just for the first street. Yeah, I don't... I think he, I think we're, it's reported he's got $10 million uh, to come into the team, hasn't it? That's, that's the story. I think that's why he's there. I think, think he's there because of the money. I don't think he's there because of the pace... Uh, Williams were talking. I don't know. Did you catch this? Cause they didn't catch it. Um, they they were asked what how he was going to be sort of for every every race, and they were saying that they're going to have two reserve drivers, essentially like a reserve driver that like your normal reserve driver, and like a race reserve driver, which apparently is going to be Ocon. Yeah, but that's in case there's certain circuits where certain corners he can't take, mm. like. The hairpin, Lowe's hairpin, and stuff like that. Apparently, that's not one of the ones where he'll it, struggle because it was a... that was brought up when they were talking about it on Sunday. Oh, right, because the the story that I read was yeah. that was low enough speed for for him not to not to be struggling but, with it. Right, if there's even the thought of the driver that you're you're employing, if there's even the slightest thought that there's certain parts of certain tracks that he can't do, I don't believe he should be there. I don't think that is. It. I don't think it is a problem. Think, yeah, I don't think there's a genuine worry. It's just, well, we've got. Reserve it seems like a genuine worry when they were talking about it. This was Williams talking about it. Well, Williams always have a reserve driver and a test driver. Yeah, Ollie Rowland is a was their test driver for I think for this year, mm. and um, 
can't remember who the reserve driver was. I just think there's oh, too. I, I think there's. there's <laughs> yes. I think there's too much goodwill, and not enough common sense. It's up to Robert Kubica to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. And as I said, he he's he's made his major battle. He's 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 on the grid for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would much prefer him to get two races and prove he can't do it, than not get any races and us never know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I was watching FP1 and I saw him how he went round the hairpin uh, Abu Dhabi, which is, you know, a left-hand hairpin, quite tight. Not quite as tight as a Lowe's hairpin, but, yeah, he doesn't take it the same as any Would other Would you rather Robert Kubica on the grid or Esteban Ocon? Probably Esteban Ocon as for driver, for, for, for known driver skill. But, I mean, if Kubica can Robert get... Kibitzer. But I mean, if Kubica can get for for, for the would for you the rather story? would you rather Robert Kubica on the grid or Stoffel Van Dorn as to given a second chance? Robert Kubica, Ocon and Van Dorn can still get second chances. They're young enough to, and I think putting Van Dorn, let's just let's just say for sake of argument, mm-hmm. this year's Williams improves a little bit, yeah, but doesn't become a mid grid car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put Van Dorn in there, that's it, that's him done. Finished. No, I think I think getting away from Alonso is all he needs to make maybe focus himself a bit more. But if the car if the car's not capable of performing, I no, just I, I think if Van Dorn was in the Williams and consistently beat Russell, that's him back on the map. Do you know what? Right, if Robert Kubica had have been in, say say he had his accident, say say we're we're a few years in the future, and he'd had had his accident a little bit later. And he'd gone to Ferrari and he'd won two world championships or a world championship, then had his accident and then had this, like, drive back to Formula One. I'd probably be more on board with it. But it's the fact that he was a very good driver, but he was no better that... Or he he showed no more potential than a Daniel Ricciardo had showed, has shown as being a potential, potential world champion. I don't think he ever looked to be on a Lewis Hamilton level. I think, I, he, I did. think he did, yeah. I, I don't it, think he did. He just wasn't in the car. Um, don't forget that qualifying session at Japan where he physically oh no. couldn't talk afterwards. Yeah, he did. Like, I, I'm saying he was good. It's Suzuka. But I still think, I don't think he's, he was, I don't think he has, has it behind him to have eight years out and then deserve another go. Maybe not, but it's Azuka, Spa, and Monaco, probably the three greatest driver challenges, would you say, mm-hmm. in, 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 on the Formula One calendar? Yeah. That good measure, measures of, of, of good driver. In his last yeah. season in Formula One, he qualified uh, second at Monaco and finished third, I think, in the Renault. Um, oh, I'm, not, I'm not disputing I think that he, he was a potential world champion. I'm not disputing that. Yeah, he was able to do the sort of things that Alonso could do, which is like take the car and put it further ahead of where it should be. Yeah, a lot further. He's the only person to have ever won a race in in a, in a Sauber. Sauber, yeah. um, which was a very different Sauber back then. Though. It was a very different Sauber. It was a BMW Sauber. Yeah. Um, before BMW it was, fucked it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Peter Sauber had to save it again. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, there's a reason that he had a pre-contract agreement with uh, to go to Ferrari in 2012, and oh, he deserved it as well. Yeah, yeah completely yeah. deserved it. But I don't think he deserves his seat now. I disagree, but it's up to him to prove either 
you or I wrong yeah. or right. Um, but I also think it's bad for the sport. I don't think there's anything good can come of this. I, I, I think put it, eyes on the sport. I think it'd be like this guy who had think? an accident. Yeah, this guy who had an accident. You know, if you t- if you tell somebody who's not that into Formula One, this guy had an accident like some years ago, nearly lost his arm. Now he's back racing again. And um, I think the ma- the negatives of having a guy. It, let, let's just say he comes in and can't handle it. I think the negatives far outweigh the positives. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it, as Dan said before, it is a roll of the dice. It's not. It's not. It could all be fairy. a role of safety as well. Yeah, it's not all. It's not all fairy tales and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I was amazed. Yeah. Now, it's, it's real life, and he's got to be able to get in that car. He's got to perform. We can't. You can't just piss about like eight seconds off the pace every race, and we go, "Well, it's Robert Kubica," because that bit won't wash. No, you know what I mean. It just won't. <laughs> he can't turn up in Australia and be a few seconds off the pace. He's got to be. Yeah, he's he's got to be. Got to be close to Russell. Yeah, he's got to be pretty close to George Russell. Mm. Uh, looking to to beat George Russell, to be honest with you, but you know, I, I think Russell will probably have the better of him. I know. I, I know what. We were saying, because we, we spoke about this earlier, and I pointed out the fact that Renault had the chance to sign him and they didn't sign him. Um, and remember, they they chose uh, Julian Palmer over him. And we we said at the time, Julian Palmer was like the fifth option for that seat. No, the second time, second year round, Palmer was the fifth. Uh, yeah, the but, but Cubitt was still in the line. He was still there. He was still testing. He after it was after that he then went to join and joined Williams or started flirting with Williams, mm. um, and I think if he that's two years ago as well, so he was two years younger too. It's because this is the thing you take take his impede. Yeah, take, but that that Renault test wasn't what was amazing about it wasn't oh he's setting world championship pace. Mm-hmm. It was. Oh, he's an awful lot quicker than anyone expected he would be. No, we don't know that because we don't know what the fuel was, fuel were, was. Given like given the however the other teams were doing and what he was doing, for all we know, like any other driver might have got gone fastest that day in that car. The the only um, like inkling we've got to that is the fact that Julian Palmer's turned around and said that. He wasn't setting the world alight with his times and then said they had the chance to sign him and they decided not to. Which is not an unreasonable decision. But because Renault oh, don't need the money. Williams need the money. Yeah, but, but Kubica think, didn't come with sponsorship then as well, remember? And I, I think Kubica has changed over the last two years. How do we know that? He, he's he gone from... Well, this I've, might be I've, a thing. I've been given a a test in a few-year-old Renault to I might have a career, which is the difference between... No, because I think he was having those tests with Renault to try and get a career. He was having those tests with Renault to try and get a drive with them. The first they, one... They weren't giving him a test as testing him out I, as a driver. I think they were. The first I, one wasn't. The first one was a, was a sort of... It was a, like a almost like a... Let's see if you can do it. No, no. The first one was a... Well, you know, you say you can drive a Formula One car. Yeah. You were our driver. Uh, he, he, that's why it was a 2012 mm-hmm. Renault. So I was like, here's a, few, here's a few years old Renault. Go out there, have a blast. And yeah. when, they came, when they were looking at the timesheets, they were like, he should not be setting those times in, in that car if, you know... That this is like driver pace. This is yeah, what we'd that, expect from a, from a, from somebody who's driving for us. To be that's fair, when we they don't put, know that. But that's when they. Put, but that's they, Renault came out and said that, and that's why they put him in the test at Hungary. Yeah, and then they didn't sign him. 
No, yeah, quite right. They didn't sign him. But Williams have signed him. But Williams weren't going to sign them until all of a sudden they'd lost their pay drivers. I think if uh, if they could have kept kept Stroll or Sorokin with his backing, this team would have been George Russell and Stroll or Sorokin. Although Williams did sign him as their reserve driver for this year. Yeah, it would have been for for 2018. Because they need money. And what they could, what they were using the reserve driver for is for goodwill. Well, you don't get any money for being a reserve driver. No, no, but they get good press, and what they need is is good press. Right, I see what you mean. I think the only way the only way we're going to find out whether it was a good move or not mm-hmm. is, is in Australia. In yeah. Australia, and probably well, possibly the next, by Abu Dhabi. Mm, yeah, the next two races after that. I just can't see how a man with partial use of one arm. Don't know if any of you have noticed. Arms, massively important in driving a car. Um, I don't understand how somebody with partial use of an arm... I used arm... to deliver newspapers as a man who drove a car. He had no arms. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like, I'm just up the road here. He had no arms. He got out, got out of his car, would slip his front door key out of his shoe. Did he win any races? Don't know. Never asked him. <laughs> Never asked him. But I just, I can't... I, I think it's a lovely... Formula st- world champion. It's a lovely <laughs> story. The problem is... Sport doesn't give a fuck about lovely stories. Yeah, if he, as I say, if he's miles off yeah, the Yeah, it pace, does. It makes, uh, it makes movies out of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's stupid to write him off. Yeah. I think it's stupid to sign him. That's the thing. It, it, well, and again, it's up to him to prove whoever right and whoever wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Williams will look stupid if if the turn if Kubica turns up in Australia and is like nine seconds off the pace. Yeah, Williams will look really fucking stupid. Kubica probably had the honour to go. Yeah, maybe I'm not ready for a comeback. See you later. And all of a sudden, Ocon's back in the car, mm. um, or, or back in a car. I wonder. I wonder if. I, w- I wonder if he's not as quick as they want him to be. I wonder how many races he gets. It depends how not, not as not, quick as not they want up, him to yeah. be. Mm. Yeah. If he's if he's Van Dorn to Russell's Alonso, mm. he might last the season, he might not. It will depend on who's got what to check. I think Australia's a good circuit to go to as well, you know, for, for him because it's quite a, it's a flowing circuit, isn't it? I think that'll work. Yeah. That'll work mm. in his advantage to a certain extent. See, my thing is, is how physically he'll handle like the, the like we, we see Formula One drivers like battered over the course of a season. I just wonder what state he'll be in after like, a couple of back-to-back races or something. Just got to wonder if they've been giving him mock-up race weekends. Driving a full loaded simulator I don't, on back to back weekends. Doesn't matter. Don't does forget that no, no G forces on a simulator. Well, don't forget the, the they, can put, they can put the weights on it as well to mimic the G forces. It's not G force though. You can't you can't mimic the the stopping force of a Formula One car. So all the simulators are really really good computer games. You see you see them when they're working. You know when they're in the simulator, it's it's a car on hydraulics with big screens in front of it. Mm. There's all the only thing they're there for yeah. is they can they they can do wheel weight. So the wheel weight's there, but that stopping they're not force, get the same G the force, acceleration, they're throwing but around. I, I do get impre- an accident. Think of an accident to an already damaged arm if he has a particularly big shunt. Maybe don't forget he did a going back to the endurance thing. He did 142 laps, two race distances at Hungary in one stint. Yeah. 
Uh, he then did exactly the same thing when he was testing the Williams behind closed doors at Silverstone with Paul DeResta mm-hmm. at the beginning of last season, was it? The beginning yeah. of last season? Um, when they were deciding who was going to be their reserve driver. Uh, and, and again, he did more than two race distances at Silverstone in one stint. So I don't think his fitness we didn't, is we didn't be... Know, we don't know the times, though, do we? No, but it means more than two races. He's still going to get the G-forces through the corners. Yeah, yeah, but, it, but we just still don't know how fast he was going. Yeah, but regardless, you're still going to get the G-forces through the corners. It's still going to tie you out if you're driving a car, unless you're driving at 30 mile an hour. Yeah, no, that, that's what I mean, but we don't know that coming towards the end of the like of lap 10, he wasn't already five seconds off the pace of what, what another driver would be doing. No, quite right, because it was behind the closed doors yeah. test. It, but it he, was, but I don't think they would have had a it, reserve driver five seconds a lap slower than another reserve driver. It would be too far off for even the 10 million to make it worth it. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think you can look at Williams at the minute as a competitive Formula One team. I think they're 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 essentially surviving, and uh, this could even be a Martini thing if Rich Energy had come in and and sponsored them instead of um, instead of Haas, then maybe Ocon would have been in the car. Martini aren't sponsoring. No, I know they're not. This I put the back out. See what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised actually, honestly, to see Martini on the um, Saubers next year. With it being Alpha Sauber, Alpha Romeo, Alpha and Martini got a long-standing relationship. Well, it looks like it's going to be PKM on the Williams, which is Circuit Bits a sponsor. Do you not? Do you not think as well? I in the, I, I'm not saying this is the way to look at it, but in the way that everyone has an opinion on things. Look, like there's four people here giving opinions on things that they've probably got no right to really do. Um, if Cubitza does badly, yeah, this is the way I think the the majority of people outside of Formula One and kind of kind of like the people that Formula One want, want to watch again, the casual casual fans, not us sort of diehards. Kubica does badly. People are going to go, what the fuck have they done getting somebody in Formula One which has got like one arm? Kubica does well. People go, well, fucking Formula One's easy now if uh, a guy with one arm can do well. It's not like Jeff Capes is racing the cars. No, no, I'm just saying what I think the greater unwashed masses opinions will be the greater unwashed don't see formula one drivers as athletes they see them as people who drive around in circles for a a couple of hours true any idiot can do that on the m25 maybe but i just think there's as soon as the dust settles on the romantic side of seeing cubits come back into a car i i struggle to see the benefits of any of this I don't. I'm not sure if it's got any space. Any, I don't think it's got any place. I'm not even going to say sure. I don't think it's got any place in the highest form of motorsport, which is what we're dealing with. Will you still hold that opinion if he absolutely destroys George Russell? No, I'll. I will hold my hands up, like because I've and I've. I've always had strong opinions about stuff on this on the podcast, but I've. I think I've always been good enough to admit when I've been wrong. Hasn't happened a fucking lot, if we're perfectly honest. As much, as much as you'll hate to admit that, lots of times Lee's right. And well, there's another time that you're wrong. But yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't. I, I'll, I'll admit, right? Fucking grand. You know, he's he's done really well. I'll still say that um, the maybe the whole thing about cars being too easy to drive might be a conversation worth having. 
Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's going to destroy George Russell. I think he's going to be three seconds off the pace. But we'll see. We'll see, yeah. We'll know that next year. Yeah. Let's shunt it. Let's do it. Glasses on. Just for information, so Dan, you can prove this. I am not looking at anything on the internet, on the screen. I've just got the Formula lead times up. He's part of the competition. So that's <laughs> both of us disqualified. <laughs> Hang on. Look, there is a. You can see there is a spreadsheet. You've got you've got things in front of you which change what the pictures are. <laughs> just shut the laptop. Yeah, but it takes ages to power back on. That's not my fault you've got a rubbish laptop. No, I've got a cheap laptop. I just use this for pub quizzes. <laughs> Push it towards Lee. <laughs> don't want to look at it. <laughs> he don't want to know who's won Formula Lee. I don't, anyway, I, don't, I don't want to cheat Formula Lee. It's getting close to midnight. Let's move there's, it on. There's people. something evil lurking in the dark. Let's do some questions. Who this, sent this in? This is the man with the greatest surname that we've ever had on Three Legs, Four Wheels. This is from Mr. Tyler Stevens. I was born 1917. This is going to be a tough one. <laughs> 101. Bernie Eccleston. Right now, it's only Paul with the advantage. I was first involved in Formula One in 1974. Bernie Eccleston's youngest right. son. <laughs> We're looking at Tire company or car company? Highlanders. Or... <clears throat> Highlanders. <laughs> Peugeot have been in Formula One. Uh, yeah, they had a they had an engine deal. I think they supplied oh, John they did, and yeah. McLaren. What about seventy seventy four? Were they in the seventies? Might have been in the back of a Matra. I mean, that being French. Maybe because in nineteen seventeen, I'm pretty sure the Peugeot factory was making shells. <coughs> For uh, Mario Kart? No, <laughs> for French artillery um, during the First World War. They then went on to make bicycles before deciding that it would start making cars. They carried on making bicycles for quite a long time. I have four less poles than Red Bull. Not Peugeot then, because they have a fairly checkered history in Formula One, as in did shit. They, did they ever get a pole? Don't think so. We need a guess now, don't we? Oh yeah. Oh, good. How many poles do Red Bull have? Hmm. Uh, quite a lot. Renault. No, because every Red Bull pole has been with a Renault engine in it. Yeah. Because they only they only ran four. Renault as a manufacturer first appeared in 1974. It's roughly right. Yeah, about right. 77, I think, rings a bell for me, actually, weirdly. 1917, maybe, possibly. It's a yeah. car company, who knows? Um, should we go Persia was a first guess? Yeah, you can do, but I don't think Persia ever got a poll in, in F1. I have, ha I have had nine different drivers... That have competed in race weekends. So you're probably not looking at all that many seasons. Um, 
just wondering. Could it be something like the safety car? Why would that have been born in 1917? If, if safety cars were used in races in 1917, but not in Formula One until 74. Mm. I think it was a bloke walking in front of the cars with a red flag back in those days. <laughs> Running, they were races. <laughs> uh, how old are Tag Heuer? No idea. Because McLaren used to have a Tag Heuer engine. In 74? No, it was oh. a Ford then, but... Tag, I would Tag Heuer were the official timing suppliers for quite a while. Then again, it was long, uh, Longines before that, I think. I would have thought they were older than 1917. Well, it's, it's a reasonable guess, isn't mm. it? Only two of my drivers that have won races have not won a world championship. I think it's Renault. Yano truly won a race, didn't he? Rene Arnoux ever world champion? Don't think he was, was he? He was. Yeah. Um, I think we're looking at maybe Renault as a manufacturer. Ah, uh, no, hang on. Uh, Fisichella's won in a Renault as well. Did he? Yeah. Best crash in Brazil he won. Yeah, I think that rules Renault out. Oh, no, he, did. he didn't crash. He won Brazil, didn't he? Was he the one that got through the carnage? He won Brazil in a Jordan. Yeah, he won in Brazil because he was he just crossed the finish line to start the lap before the lap where the crash was. was it tr so it was truly, it was tr truly tr trolley that, that had the massive crash. Who'd have thought he'd ever go fast enough to have a crash like that? It was where he was going backwards. Oh, right. <laughs> Slippy. <laughs> <laughs> so much speed. <laughs> His parents make great wine. <laughs> you sell it in our local co-op. Um, do we need a guess on this one or have we got another? Got one more. I have a total of 50 wins. <sighs> we are definitely looking at a car manufacturer. I think so. I'd like a guess. Do you want to say Renault? We'll go Renault for now. It well, might be. What did you say about only two of the drivers? Only two of my drivers have uh, have won a race that have uh, have not won the drivers' world championship. What was the first year that Lotus were in the sport? Sixties, was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Lotus started in the sixties. Right. Yeah, well, so, yeah, because they were world champions in the in the sixties. So yes, yeah, so that wouldn't be seventy four. Yeah. Carry on as you were then. Stick with Renault for that one. For now, yeah. yeah. A Mercedes won my first ever Grand Prix in nineteen thirty two. Was not Renault then. Mm. Or a car manager. A, a, a Mercedes. What's that again? A Mercedes. Yeah. Won my first ever Grand Prix. Am I a circuit? Or a race of some description? Like. Like. Well, you wouldn't be racing in 1917. Fucking war on. <laughs> um. 
I was born in 1917. Oh, can't be racing, there's a war on guns. <laughs> Awful lot of racetracks are ex-airfields. There weren't many airfields in, in the First World War. Most planes were just just spy planes. Back in those days, they called most of those fields. <laughs> <laughs> when did the Wright brothers make their first flight? 1908? Yeah. <laughs> so we're only talking nine years after the very, very first... They were still using planes in the oh, they yeah. were. first World War. They were. They were using planes, but not like, mm. as, as you would no. expect in... Second world. Most racing tracks, I think, are Second World War aerodromes. Yeah. yeah, unless it's something in France like Cirque de la Sarthe. Could be. Because no. um, Le Mans has had the French Grand Prix. Not on the full circuit. Was it a runway that they just changed into and started racing around? No, it's public roads. Yeah, next next clue. I currently have two drivers on the grid. Or a country. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. France was not born in 1917. No. no. It was a little bit busy at the time. Um, because the, the, it would be Ocon and Grosjean. Yeah. Or we could be back to being a team. When was Canada invented? They only have one driver yeah. on the grid. I will host a MotoGP race. I do know the Sepang circuit is sponsoring a team. There's, there's, a, there's no Malaysian drivers in Formula One right now. No, we might not be talking about F1, that's the thing. Um, you're, being, you're being very cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> I just like thinking you squirm. Would you like your last clip? Yes. Like me, one of my drives is cool. I'm going home. Good night. <laughs> Is that you out? Yeah. Could this be Finland? I think they are having a MotoGP race in Finland. It was invented... Finland was created around about that time because it was Russia before then, wasn't it? I think, yeah. I think you got it. Am I Finland? I am Finland. Nice one! Well done, <laughs> That is brilliant. Right, how do you get uh, how do you get total shunts in? Uh, tweet me in a private message at a total shunt, and you can tweet us on the rest of the show at Three Legs Four Wheels or individually at at Dan Dankleton at Flood Twenty One and at Pablo One Hundred. Uh, if you're old school and want to get in touch with us by email, you can do that Three Legs Four Wheels at gmail dot com. And not forgetting our Patreon show, which um, is the extra half hour or so show that we do every week. Um, you can subscribe to that and all the money that comes in from it keeps us ticking over. Things like microphones, hosting, software, anything. Everything. Everything, including biscuits. And if you go to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels, you can find us there. Sign up and um, say this every week. Massive thanks to all our patrons that are keeping us going. Mm. Right, Formula Lee, last one of the season. Yep. We are taking a winter break until just after the new year. 
Um, the prizes are... We have some exclusive artwork from Joshua Kaiser to give away. Uh, I will get photos of it. Oh. See his Alonzo drawing, by the way. The Alonzo yeah. one is fantastic. Have a look on our Twitter, because we tend to retweet everything that uh, everything that he posts up. But uh, we've got some artwork for the uh, for the top three. And we will arrange that. But the last race... Abu Dhabi in the dry in a Mercedes. Uh, you needed to get 136.271 to get into the points, which none of the four of us did. Um, I thought it was rubbish. <laughs> and let's see. Too, top, many, too many track Nazis. Hmm. Top 20. We've got Nick Betts in 20th, Chris Shales in 19th, Veitcher Camping in 18th, Nick Patakas 17th, Bjorn Wistrom 16th. James Nagel in 15th, Timmy Bristow 14, Ken Lauderback 13, Joe Marsh in 12th, Nicholas Carline 11th, and Travis Parker in 10th. Top 10. Travis Parker in 10th, top, top 10. Sorry, top 9. James Holman was in 9th. It's late. Matthew Morrison in 8th, Pete Bull 7th, Jeff Sharp in 6th, Alberto Rolden in 5th, and the top 4, bearing in mind that we went into this with only one point separating the two leaders... Fourth place, Max Williams. Third, Maximum Williams. Third place, Will Coates, 138.915. Second place, Ollie Vestley, 133.851. Sorry, Will, your time was 133.915, not 138. And winning it and taking the title, Bradley Chambers with a 133.511. You have won this year's Formula Lee. Well done, Bradley. Well done, Bradley, Bradley. Chambers. Well, well done, Bradley. You won when there was no helmet to give away. <laughs> that was a random draw anyway. Uh, Max, you came you came second, and Will Coates, you were in third. I will be getting in touch with everyone to sort their artwork out, and I will share some pictures of uh, what Joshua has drawn. Yep. Uh, that is it for us this week. That is a marathonly epic show, almost two hours, 40 minutes, and I want to go home and go to bed because it's 5 to 12. Uh, we'll be back next week, first part of the season review. Yes. And maybe confirmation of Lance Stroll, who knows? Ooh, I can't wait. And um, <laughs> I think we've got some guests coming up over the winter as well. We're going to try and get crossed, some, fingers, some guests Fingers on. crossed. If anyone was watching our Twitter conversations last night, you'll probably see something. But we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.